Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Once again, for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the conservative conversation. Uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. It is a uh, uh, a bad night <laughs> and a bad day. I know some people are trying to rationalize it to make people feel better about, oh, it's okay that the, the, the Democrats took the House. They didn't take it by as much as what Obama lost, you know, back when he was his hidden midterms and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, a win is a win and a loss is a loss, and they lost. And it's not even just about the numbers. And frankly, I'll be honest, I didn't even look at what the actual numbers are now. So if anyone wants to add those in, that's fine. Uh, I've been uh, going back and forth with uh, someone on Facebook about uh, illegal immigration, which, of course, is a big part of uh, what's going to happen now uh, with the Democrats uh, have in the House. Uh, now, of course, even more importantly, at least right now, I think, or at least more immediate, is, of course, you know, starting next year when they take over all these committees is we're just going to have, and let's hope I'm wrong, uh, Pelosi, then I said, oh, we're going to, you know, do what's right for the American people and try to legislate and build bipartisanship and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we'll have more audio clips and, and subsequent shows. You know, I just, <laughs> I moped a lot today, to be honest. I mean, I went to work because I wasn't going to be a snowflake. Um but anyway, so they're going to have – I mean, it's going to be investig- – I think it's going to be investigation after investigation after investigation. And I wonder what the hell is going on with America. I mean, are we bipolar or something? I mean, you know, I don't know. We were all hipped up in 2016. Make America great again. Make America great again. And then turn around and give the, the House of Representatives to the Democrats. Now, you know, I did, uh, as you recall last week. Uh, you know, my own kind of prediction, and again, I wish I, I wish it wasn't what the actual numbers are, and then maybe I could see how close I was with my prediction, but, you know, uh, tonight we're just going to kind of uh, analyze what the hell's going on in the United States, where just two years ago, you know, you have this movement, and maybe they just didn't all go out, uh, you know, and I said this, you, you've heard me say it over and over and over again, that you need to, you know, we're going to need to have a wave. We're going to have the need of a movement, uh, you know, that they had in 2016 so that the, uh, the Democrats did not take the House. Well, as you can see, that did not happen. And so now you see where the House is. So we didn't get um, the movement that uh, took Donald Trump uh, into the White House uh, in 2016, and now they have the House. And, I mean, people are trying to downplay this. I, I, I don't think we can downplay it. 
I really don't. I mean, I think, you know, I'm hearing some people, you know, on Facebook, oh, this is a good thing because now there'll be, de- you know, deadlock, gridlock, whatever. And I'm like, are you a freaking kidding me? I mean, why do you think nothing ever gets resolved in this country? Healthcare, immigration, social security. You know, why don't we ever talk, you know, you never hear people talk a lot about, you know, curing cancer and going the back to the Mar- you know, moon and going to Mars and, and all this other stuff, you know. Uh, and now they're, they were starting up uh, the, the the Space Force. I mean, and then, you know, getting out the wall, which that's what am I arguing about this person on uh, Facebook is, oh, the wall's, you know, stupid. It's a distraction and blah, blah, blah. And talk about immigration and how it's actually border security has actually uh, caused more illegal immigration. It's like, what, you want us to keep our open borders? But anyway, that's a, a, an argument that I'll – uh, you know, do uh, later, you know, on the, on the Facebook. If anyone's on Facebook, uh, look up a Shannon Mayo Hyatt. And that's Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, Mayo, M-A-Y-O, Hyatt, H-A-Y-A-T-T. And, of course, now she's – because of Wikipedia, says the Federation for American Immigration Reform calls it a hate group, of course, you know, she's putting out, and, and of course, I'm so sick of uh, the name Colin and how white people need to be ashamed of their white privilege. I tell you what, if the white, you know, and if you're a nationalist, oh my God, if you're white and you're a nationalist, you must be a Nazi. You know, I'm so freaking sick of that bullshit. You know, it's just, it's driving me nuts. It's like, you know what? I mean, if white people don't wake up, you know, then let me tell you something, then, you know, you're you're going to regret it because these people are going to tr- just it, you know to, to try to make you know ashamed of you know oh white you know it just it's driving me nuts I'm almost uh, tongue tied and flabbergasted of it I'm so damn sick of hearing it um, you know and so of course you know now you know again you're going to as I was saying you're going to get these you know investigations after investigations I mean that's what I think uh, going to happen um, now of course the they took the house. So, I mean, I, will they impeach Trump? I don't know. Yeah, doubtfully because of the Senate. However, uh, nothing's going to get done. I mean, nothing. Remember, they have the committees. They have the the power of the purse. You know, it's not. I mean, things just aren't going to. You know, we were making progress, and now that progress is going to come to a halt. And then, of course, you have these goddamn. Ooh, it was it was slip there. You know, so-called libertarians, you know, and, and third-party people, which, you you know, the audience here who knows me well knows that I'm, you know, support third parties, but I think our political system uh, needs to change before we can actually get third parties to have any success. But right now, we're stuck with the duopoly, and unfortunately, I mean, and you know I don't really agree with this. I've always said for years that, you know, the Republicans and Democrats are, you know – to say, you know, different faces of the same coin. But you know what? I mean, after Trump got in, I, I don't think you can say that anymore. You know, I'm not saying I support everything Trump has done, uh, but, you know, geez, I mean, we actually felt like we're, you know, consumer confidence is up and things are moving. I'm just rambling at this point, I know, but I'm just, unbe- just, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, I mean, history does show, and yes, he did lose uh, less House seats and actually, uh, gain Senate, you know, before, and, and Kelly, we're going to get you in. Um, but, I mean, I really thought there was a, a possibility of them keeping the House. I mean, I should be – I mean, it's historically 
uh, I'm just, I don't know, what do you guys think? I'm just going to uh, ramble on. Uh, let's go ahead and get Kelly so we can get some substantive in here uh, tonight. Uh, so thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you? Well, I'm a little bit sore. I I have an infected tooth. I bit down yesterday and about went through the And I really lose you, Kelly. What happened? Are we there? Yeah, can you? No, hear me? I'm here. I can hear yeah, you. Okay. Okay. So really sore, infected tooth, and then I realized, oh my gosh, I bit a politician like five days ago. And yep, then that I realized <laughs> that might be, you know. And then I and then I look in the mirror this morning. I'm like, what the heck? I got four teeth that are growing really, really super long. I'm like, oh no, oh no. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, here's a test, okay? Here's a test of the Republicans. They still are in power. They can still vote. They can still pass a law, House and Senate, till January 1st. Right, all right, that's right, true. Are they going to fund – Not a lot of time, though. No, but they can do it. They can do it if they want to. Are they going to fund the building of a wall? Just yes or no, guys, okay? You guys said we're not going to – Vote on the funding of the wall till after the midterms. Well, the midterms are now. Oh, that's right. Had you voted for funding the wall, you probably would have won the house, you knuckleheads. All right. So, so okay, okay, okay. So, they have, and this is the process because again, January first is when the Democrats take over, and Nancy Pelosi and Miss Botox, blah 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 blah. Okay. So, all right. So. The test for – I mean, again, I'm a libertarian, so it's like I'm looking at the Republicans. What are they going to do about the funding of the wall? I mean, just happens to be in the press every other day, this massive train of immigrants coming up from Guatemala going through Mexico. Mail have 5,200 federal troops on the border. At least Trump got that right. Oh, we're not going to vote for funding until after – okay, the midterms are done, all right? You have till January 1st to vote for the funding of building the wall. Are you going to do it or are you not? That's the test. Well, let's suppose they actually do vote for the funding of the wall, and then the House comes in with Democrats, and they say, well, we're not going to fund it. Well, guess what? You have to get approval from the Senate to unfund the building of the wall. Hmm. Prime opportunity here. It's a pretty key issue right now with a lot of people. Most people lock their doors at night. Uh, country, you know, If you're in the country business, you should have um, fences. It's not a big deal, so we're gonna. We're, so that's the test question. Um, of course, there's always electronic election concerns, and they're popping up on the internet. Um, watch the vote, of course. Uh, Suzette, by the way, can add to this later. I don't want to get into this later. This kind of opening statements, but the uh, we'll, we'll you know our our elections. I predict the slight Republican wave. Um, assuming, and I put that caveat in there. Assuming an honest election system so I, I, i'm just you know we got some wacky results from california but that's a whole nother story on the initiatives um we can get to that later but uh yeah let's see let's see what is it january or november 7th to november there's some other things can do that can't be undone when the new house takes seat. There's a bunch of things the Republicans can do. Let's see. We still have a House, a Senate, executive. Yeah, 
There's a lot we can they can get done if they want to. If they really don't get much done on things, I'm gonna go back to the question of are both political parties really the same? Back to you, Robert. Well, for a long time, I thought the both parties were the same until again, until Trump got in, and then I think, at least for a while, the, 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 the you know Trump getting elected got finally gave the and uh, Suzette will get you in. Uh, I think it finally gave the Republicans some cojones, and I thought you know that they were the Republicans were galvanized. Remember, I'm not a Republican. I'm actually a card carrying Green Party guy, but I do consider myself a conservative, and no, I mean. And you're even people saying that, you know, Trump's more conservative, you know, than, than Bush ever was, you know, and so he's getting all these things done. Uh, and then, you know, you feel like the country's moving in the right direction. And then you have something like this where they, 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 they take the house. I mean, and, and I, I, want, I was going to watch Sean Hannity tonight, cause I'm, you know, because one thing he kept saying is, uh, you know, you know what, you get what you deserve and you, you guys could stop this talk, but to the American people, and the American people didn't do it. The American people, I think, you know, they made their bed. They're going to fail it, you know. And, you know, they say the conventional wisdom is to have, uh, you know, split in power. Well, that's why we never get anything done. You hear me talk to them, bitch and bitch, all the time, that we never get anything done because we're always in gridlock. You know, all the people say, oh, well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know what? Not if you got the right fucking, excuse my French, not, that, not if you got the right people in there. I'm pretty fired up. As I said, not if you got the right damn people in there, okay? Not if you have things going, you know, in the right direction, you know. And and God dang it, I'm telling you, know, you know, you know, finally going, you know, for the nation, you know, you know. So you're a national. Oh, I'm just so fired up, Kelly. I can't talk. I am so pissed off right now, you know. I had to, and I had to hold this in all day at work, and I got this liberal guy. Who sits right next to me, or is at least a Democrat who sits right next to me? Now he didn't say anything to me today, which somebody probably told him, uh, "Don't poke the bear." I actually told one of my colleagues today. You know, I would have to tell him. I'm not gonna say his name, but I'd have to tell him. You know, don't poke the bear today. You know, I mean, I must I must use a sick day, but I don't want to be a snowflake. Um, I, but actually, not because I was so upset I couldn't work. It's just I thought I was so upset I thought I was gonna get myself in trouble at work. I, I talk to people all day for a living. Okay, and I, I mean, I, and it's one of those careers where you have to be nice to people. It's my job to be nice to people, even if they're being a total idiot. Okay, and so I, I made it, and I actually did much better than I thought I was going to do. But I mean, that, I almost stayed home for that today, just so I wouldn't get in trouble at work. You know, not not being an idiot. You know, or, you know, dealing with an idiot. But anyway, so I've been I've been holding all this in. Uh, and believe me, it was worse last night when when Fox News, you know, early. I mean, frick, early. Oh, well, we're gonna say that they they took the house. I'm like, the gosh damn numbers aren't even in. The numbers aren't even in, and you're calling it. You're calling the house. You know, saying it's going to Democrats. Oh, I'm just so fired up. And you know, I don't. I I rarely get like this. But it's like, my God, America, are you freaking stuck on stupid? It's just it's, I just anyway. Let's go ahead and get somebody who's more intelligible than I am, because right now I'm I'm not being very logical. But I, I tell you what, it just I'm just uh, you know well, there's, there's, I, I, there's, there's, for there's so many that. years I've been wanting to see this country move in the right direction, and I'm even talking with Bush. I mean, I'm not even happy with Bush. I was a strong supporter of Bush when Bush ran. 
But, you know, when he got into a second term, I'm like, you know, what, what, what the hell? You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and then more then the more you learn, even after he wasn't president anymore, I'm like, what the, what, what the hell? And then we get Trump in there, who's not really Republican, let's be honest. You know, but hell, he's more Republican some of the damn th- Republicans that were in there. Um, and, you know, I feel like, they, you know, after Kavanaugh, they finally got galvanized, they finally got together. The people were starting to wake up, and then they freaking the people do this. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, did you people not learn anything? Did the American people not learn anything? It's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's like now we're stuck in the, in the same damn place that we were. You know, two years ago, practically. It is, yeah, I mean, oh, okay, so the only, here's the thing. The only thing after January that, that Trump's going to be able to do now, really, is, is, get, his, is get his judicial nominate, nominees in. Yeah, that's great. That's all. Woohoo, fine. But that's it. That's all he's going to be able to do. You think the Democrats are going to work with him? Are you freaking kidding me? Hell no. You know they're going to come and say this was a referendum on Trump. This was a referendum on, you know, you know what, his policies. And, you know, that's what you're going to hear. And then they're going to talk about the impeachment. I'm telling you, folks, don't be, don't be surprised if they, don't, if they don't stop at Trump and start going after Pence as well. But you know what? You know, America, you got major bed. But unfortunately, we're all sleeping in the same bed. I know might that sound kind of, you know, orgiastic. But we're all sleeping in the same damn bed, people, and we got a lot of people in this, you know, in the same bed with us, you know, who are messing up the sheets and screwing things up for the rest of us. But let's go ahead and, and get into that before I say something not FCC compliant, which really doesn't matter because we're not even, uh, you know, regulated by them. But anyway, let's get in. Uh, Suzette, uh, thank you very much, Suzette. Well, let me get you to open your mic for calling to the show. Uh, how are you? Uh, go ahead and uh, just you know, shut me up and, and get going because I'm, I, I, as I wore uh, some people earlier today, I'm pretty freaking fired up. Uh, good evening, Robert. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I was pretty fired up last night as well. Um, living here in California, we weren't even on the board as far as uh, votes for the good portion of the evening uh, because our polls close at 8 p.m. And when they did announce that Gavin Newsom had taken governor, when all the votes weren't in yet, the polls <laughs> had barely closed. And then we had uh, the Secretary of State last week make an announcement saying that the votes wouldn't be tallied for a month so we wouldn't have any election results. And yet they had called Feinstein and Gavin Newsom as the winners of their race. They didn't do much. Oh, they did the propositions as well. So I don't understand how that works either. So I was fired up last night as well. Today, a little bit different outlook because I realized that there were either 36 or 40 seats uh, of Republicans that were retiring and because of that, that didn't help. <laughs> and a lot of that had to do with the media because they talked about this blue wave. And if you remember correctly, Mitch McConnell uh, in 2017 had also said he didn't think that we were going to do very well because of this blue wave. And that pissed me off because it's like, well, so you guys already going to try? <laughs> they were already conceding and we hadn't even gotten into the election yet. But um, nevertheless, I think... I'm hoping that 
this is what happened last night was a part of a bigger picture, and that is that because those 36 or 40 Republican House members that had retired, those I know that those members didn't believe in Trump. They were never Trumpers. They were part of the Republican Party that were rhinos. And even Paul Ryan had even said that um, in 2017, in December, that um, he didn't want to continue under the power of the Democrats. So he had already had resigned himself to, in 2018, that they were going to lose. So good. They're gone. They will be gone. Because even if we had one and those people didn't retire, not much was going to get done because they didn't like Trump, which it shouldn't be personal, but it is. And uh, so he was going to be running into some roadblocks there. I mean, look at what happened when he tried to repeal health care and try to get a couple of other things taken care of, and they just weren't cooperating. There's too many different factions within the Republican Party, and that's a shame, and that's why they don't come together. And you would think that they would for important things, but they don't. So I'm glad that they're gone. Um, and then we had the 11, and out of the 11, we... Uh, I, I I can't hear you. I heard a bunch of beeps, so now I can't hear you very well. Great, uh, that. Can you hear us? Uh, I, 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 I can't hear you. Hey, Kelly. If you're not recording, Suzette. Yeah, I, uh, hey, Suzette, 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 can, we can't hear you. <clears throat> I, I sent her a text, Robert. Anyway, yeah, yeah we too. can't hear her. Yeah, yeah, Suzette, 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 we can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Well, and she can't. And obviously, she can't hear us either. I tell you what. Uh, why don't you go ahead and hit mute? Yeah, go ahead and maybe you know let her. Maybe she'll text you on that. Um, I hate to for sure to have to go 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 over again, but go ahead. You know what's so cool about Suzette? She's just so positive all the time. She's flowing up positive things. Kind of inspired me. I got good news, good news, good news, and bad news. Well, start with the bad news. The bad news is, look, George Bush Sr. hurt the Republican Party big time. George Bush Jr., yeah. Um, Let's go to war without a declaration of war and start a war on terror. We've been 14 years in Iraq. I mean, my gosh. Um, Some of these soldiers were in freaking kindergarten when when the war started. I mean, geez. So Bush and Bush were not good for the Republican Party, and which obviously built up a lot of Democrats, surprise, surprise. And so there's mental momentum, and it's hurt the midterms. All right, I got some other good news. I got good news. I want to jump to the good news, okay? Mass Republican turnout nationwide. Mass Republican turnout. And so, um, for example, in California, the governor, yeah, knew someone, kind of saw that. But Cox had a really good run. I was surprised. Really good run. Why? The Republicans were turning out. We had a water bond. 
that uh, oh clean water oh really it's federal law and state law clean water you turn on your tap you get clean water and other things it was a huge bond for the environmentalists you control the land you control the water you control the land in California guess what failed rent control failed so the Republican turnout was really really good I mean if if I can somehow console people with some good news the Republicans I mean yes libertarians tend to vote Republicans at times, but, uh, you know, this, this idea of freedom is just a good idea. Um, so the, um, oh, there's some other, other good news. Um, the base is fired up 2020. Here we come, but that's not the end all be all. Um, but people are getting more involved and when people get involved, they get connected. Um, what's some, what's some other good news? Um, you look at some of the results, it's like, wow. You know, Trump got out there. And uh, Georgia, there was that governor, who's a Republican, that won because the uh, lady that wanted to uh, become governor and wanted to grab your guns, the Georgia people said no. Now, had we been in your normal midterms, she would have had a much better run for her money. But the Republicans said, you ain't taking my guns, and you ain't going to be our governor. So despite what our other positions are, she ain't taking our guns, sorry. Um, so the Republicans are they're, – they're turning out. In fact, Trump, there was a study done from like the early 1900s, midterms. Typically, the party at the president, um, both houses uh, decrease in numbers. And statistically, from past numbers, the House didn't lose as much – as has happened in other midterms. The Senate actually gained, which is way different from the historical average. So the Senate gained. And the other good news, I hope they try to impeach him in the House. I hope the Democrats try to impeach him in the House. I think that would be a kick. I think it's good news. Go ahead. Yeah, you go right ahead. Yeah, you get majority vote in the House. You need... Two thirds in the okay. Senate. So that, yeah, so does that uh, cost a? Um, so does that uh, call us in on a new line? So um, we could go ahead and get her in when, in a little bit if you want. You know, let's right, go ahead uh, and get her back in and bring it back to you, Kelly. Well, so I'll, I'll, got, yeah. uh, we got a Skype caller. I'm gonna get in as well. So let me. Um, I'll get them in. Let me finish my thought. Uh, so our, our friend John. So uh, let's right, go ahead and get right. Suzette, and then we'll get John in. Go ahead, Suzette. We hear you now. See that? Quick, I can't hear quick it thought, all, Kelly. No, quick, quick thought. Can I give a quick thought on on my last good oh, point? Oh, go ahead. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't hear. I know what's going on with their, their phones. Okay, but, okay. Gosh, what right. a day. So, so if the Democrats try to impeach, that just takes majority in the House. It'll backfire politically, and they'll look like idiots. I'm sorry. They're just going to look like idiots when they try to impeach Trump, you know, because he's racist. There's no evidence. So that's good news. We, it's coming. Let them go ahead and impeach Trump. That's good news. It's going to be amusing to watch. So back to you, Robert. And Suzette, do I, are, you, are you back in? or I got her mic open. Let's get ahead and uh... – Bring in John. Thank you very much, John. Come to your show. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing fine, Robert. You nailed it. 
last few shows, you said the Republicans, you just didn't see enough action or interest from the Republicans. And I, I have a kind of a theory on that. And uh, I was, uh, you know, Kelly was right too the last show or so. He was trying to say, hey, everybody focus on your local elections and stuff. And that's really what it boiled down to. Apparently, the Democrats were pretty focused and they got some work done and they went to town. But I agree with what Kelly was just saying just now, too. You know, this is the highest turnout in a midterm when the president, you know, of the uh, majority party was um, in power and we broke records. But my concern is, is Trump has turned off so many people, the, many of the independents or libertarians or Democrats that I know of that voted Republican, you know, for Trump back in 2016, many of them went ahead and went back voting for Libertarian or Independent or the Democrats again because they just felt that Trump was just do what? I said that's just that's idiotic in my opinion. That's dumb. Why? Why would you do that? I mean, that's what I said. Bipolar. Why would you do that? Why would you vote for Trump, you know, for the presidency and and then vote for his enemies, you know? Afterwards, I, I don't get it. Look, as I said, John, and I'll let you go after I, I bloviate because I'm going to be doing that a lot tonight, to be honest. You know, but um, you know, the, the the thing is, is that why? That, that's I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. That's idiotic. Why would you vote for Trump? You know, see what he's okay. So you don't like what he tweets. So what? Wah. Okay. So you don't like how he how he talks sometimes. So what? Wah. Look what the look what the president is getting accomplished. So you're going to take what he's getting accomplished and say, well, yeah, he's going you know, to look, you know, consumer confidence is up. My 401k is up. Unemployment's down. You know, we're getting raises. We're getting bonuses at work. But you know what? I don't like how he talks. So I think I'm going to go back and vote for a libertarian, which, you know, I support third parties that has no absolutely no chance of winning. OK, and I normally don't subscribe to this and everybody here knows it, you know, but yeah, I'm going to but yeah, I'm going to do that anyway. It's idiotic. Why would you? That's like taking your foot and shoving up your own ass. I mean, seriously, why would you do that? I mean, it's it does not make sense to do that when you see there's actually progress being made. And then what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to vote for the people that either one aren't going to help advance it, or two, you're going to if you vote for the Democrats, you're going to vote for the very people who are going to try to take away all the progress that he made. Or at least stop him from making any more progress. Go ahead, go ahead uh, John. Yeah, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, as much as I could understand, I can't get inside your head or understand, you know, to the degree you're talking about. But being on this call for the last number of years, I've heard you speak enough times to have at least an idea, an imagination to where you might be coming from in that. Here's Here's what I think all of us suffer from. Myopic vision, because see, we all see everything from our own perspective. It's very hard for us to see from other people's perspective. A number of Black Americans feel that he pulled a Democratic maneuver on them, where, hey, the Democrats for the last thirty years have just been telling us all these great verbiages and how they wanted to take care of us and stuff, and then. Trump comes along and he tells us how he wants us to have better jobs and be entrepreneurial and take responsibility for ourselves and have a better economy. And then once he gets elected, 
he he turn he just goes back to talking like they don't matter as much. I mean, he kind of whoa 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 whoa. Stop there, John. And and that doesn't make sense either. I mean, look at the numbers. You know, that's the thing that drives me nuts about some people. And like this person I'm dealing with on Facebook right now. Look at the numbers. You know, black unemployment is down. It's down. What do they have to complain about? It's down. I mean, that is he hasn't said anything against blacks. My God, he had Kanye West in the White House. I mean, what other thing President besides Obama is going to have Kanye West in the White House? And because, because he, he's not just saying it. He's not just talking the talk, John. He's walking the walk. What the hell? I mean, what, as I said, it's like taking your own foot and shoving it up your ass. I mean, I mean, he's not just giving them platitudes. It's working. You know, black unemployment is down. How is that just talk? It's that myopic perspective talking again. That's why this is just one aspect of it, and not not every black person is the same. So they have their own well, individual perspective. Well, I'm sure you do, but for whatever reason, you're focused on what I just said, and as if it's the vacuum that makes sense to you. And it's not, because there's other aspects to this, too. They talk about, you know, the jobs and stuff is doing great and whatnot. Well, now, yeah, they might have a job, but they're working two or three part-time jobs in order to make a living, and they're not really getting ahead. They're still having to file for unemployment. I mean, not unemployment, but for um, food stamps. I've worked stuff. three jobs before. What's wrong with that? Should I blame, should I blame the president because i got to work three jobs? I've but done that. I went to the, college and worked three jobs at, at one time while, while, while being a single parent. Okay, right? it happens. We do it. But, John, I mean, John, that means Robert. You decide your pursuit of happiness, and they decide theirs. You don't get to impose your pursuit of happiness on them. We each have our own pursuit of happiness. But they're trying to to impose it on us, right? John, you said that because the way they – and so you you lumped out – you didn't make it in a single perspective. You lumped it into, you know, but this is how blacks feel because he's – No, 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 I didn't say that. He hasn't said anything. I didn't say they as in the whole black race. I was saying they as in the people that I know that I've spoke to that are actually libertarians, Democrats, or independents. I can't speak about all of them. I don't know all of them, nor have I talked to all of them. I'm just telling you about some of the feedback I got from the few that I do have connections with. And so I'm just trying to share with you another perspective on this. And I'm with you in the sense of the argument you're having. The point of it is, is though each person gets to decide the stimulus that they see represents or parsed in the way they want to for their own. I I don't disagree. They can see it and vote and do whatever they want. I'm just saying, in my opinion, it's idiotic to vote for President uh, Trump in the presidency and then vote for his very enemies or the people who is not going to advance what he's doing. You know, in the very next election, it's not like you. It's not logical. It doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? What is what? Why would you do that? Why? Why well, are you? Do you vote for him? He's making progress, and then you vote against either his enemies, you know, or the people who aren't going to advance what he's doing. What is the logic in doing that? To me, I don't see any logic in it, but it doesn't matter to them what I think or you think. Because I'm telling you, you're telling me. Well, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not saying it does matter to them. I'm just saying that I think what they did is idiotic. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, but you're telling me the same thing I was telling them. I'm like, so, dude, all you know, you're going to allow the manipulation of the media or the Democrats to cause you to split the conservative vote so then the Democrats win? That doesn't make sense to me. And they're like, hey, I'm not losing anyway because I'm not gained anything. All this stuff was just about, and there's more to this than just what you've heard me say so far. It's just you tend to grab onto one thing and then think that's the end-all, be-all to everything that's being said. They, these people are multifaceted. They don't j- make these judgments based on one particular little deal. But, I mean, naturally, if you st- want to act like the mainstream media, that's the way they like to manipulate Trump, and they manipulate everybody that shows up on their networks as if everything works from a vacuum on that one issue. And you know as well as I do that that's not the way it works, and it's hard for us to get out of that thinking a lot of times for some reason. But, I mean, there's other aspects to it, too. It's like when you think about talking about the uh, – the economy doing great and the 401ks or, you know, the stocks and all are up and stuff. Well, some people are smart enough to look at all the um, QE financing that went on during uh, Barack Obama's term in office and then it was stopped just shortly before Trump took office. And then they realized all these companies doing these stock buybacks in order to bump up the stock prices and stuff and make it look all great and whatnot doesn't actually mean that their situation is better when the foundation of what makes the assets valuable is actually artificial. So therefore, you now you're starting to think, oh man, this stock market is actually another bubble that's just a smoke uh, screen to most people that are ignorant and don't realize how to truly evaluate the fundamentals of the stock in order to justify whether the stock really has that kind of value or not. Because really, it don't mean squat until you got the money in your pocket. It's just paper money. And there's a bunch of manipulation going on with that and the big, big investors, you know, the institutional traders and stuff, they like to manipulate that stuff all day long so they can take advantage of the weak guys and force them out. And people that were on unemployment or in some kind of welfare program, Trump and them are talking about, oh, we got 4 million people off of the welfare rolls and back into work and stuff. Well, some of these people, yeah, they may have gotten off those rolls because they were kicked off by some kind of trick that was pulled with the rules and the laws, but they didn't get a good job or they're still out in the streets living out of their car or in a shelter or out under a bridge or in a tent city. And they're frustrated as all hell, and they don't appreciate it. So they feel backstabbed. And that was probably more of doings of, like, uh, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell than it was of Trump. And that's why I've said on previous shows, you know, Trump was a big businessman, that he probably doesn't get into the minutiae details like he probably did when he first got started in his business. He always relied on specialists to take care of a lot of the details and making sure that the buildings were built up to code and had the right tensile strength at every level so that way if it's 100 stories tall or whatever, it isn't going to collapse on itself over time. He was not the scientist or the mastermind behind that. He relayed relied on those experts to do that, just like he relied on the experts that were in the legal industry in order to help him navigate around all his 
um, uh, bankruptcies and whatnot in order to make his millions and whatnot and play that game. And he's a brilliant worker at that kind of stuff. But when it comes to, uh, you know, working in politics and whatnot, he touts these numbers. Oh, you know, we got the greatest number of people working ever. Well, you know, really the the true um, measure of how great we are is how we're treating the least among us. Until until we take care of our homeless, the veterans, and the people that are living out in the streets and really take care of the people who need taken care of, I don't care if you flood America with 40 more million people and say, oh, we've got more people working on the face of the planet than we've ever had in the world. It really boils down to how, how well you're taking care of the least among us. But anyway, that's just food for thought for now. But I, I, understand, I, I agree with where you're coming from. I'm just not sure I know how to argue the case to everybody. You know, they've got their own philosophy and idea about how they justify their um, positions on the issues. And, you know, many of the Democrats or the people that I knew that were Democrats that voted for Trump, many of them that's in my close circle of influence, they still voted with me with Trump. I'm a conservative, you know. So anyway, just food for thought. Back to you, Rob. Well, we, uh, unfortunately, we don't have Suzette back in. I don't know what uh, – she's having some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, we do have uh, some other folks who'd like to uh, be on the call. Uh, so let's go ahead. And uh, we've got this guy from California, just known as the bearded, bearded white guy. So let's go ahead and uh, get him on the show, see what uh, comes of that. Uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Incensed, but, you, you know, okay? I think you might have heard that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's pretty intense what's going on in the system. Um, we knew it was going to happen, though. That's the sad part is everybody saw well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, go ahead. It, it's basically the political playground that we all live in. You know, let's, you know, during the Trump administration and the voting of Trump and getting him in there, we had the snowflakes melting in the streets, crying. And then we had everyone who was you know, a conservative, a smart individual. I mean, not saying that snowflakes aren't smart. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> just kidding on that part. Um, as far as it goes, you know, the Republican Party was against Trump. The Democratic Party was against Trump. Everyone was against Trump. Trump made it in. Trump's doing his job, like he said he was going to do. This is what we're all, you know, trying to figure out is, why, even though, you know, last time we had a president who actually kept his word, he ended up getting a bullet in the back of the head. Limousine. You know, JFK assassination kind of stuff. And now we have another president who's doing the same thing. So I'm viewing this from all different aspects. Let me know if I'm rambling on pointlessly. Hello? No, you guys go ahead. No, where are you going? Okay, all right, fine, rambling on incessantly. Um, libertarian, I voted for Gary Johnson during the primaries. That's because I'm a libertarian. My vote didn't go to either the Democrat or the Republican Party. Little did I pay attention to that Donald Trump said he was going to run with the Republican Party because he wanted to be with a party that would win. He's more of a centralist libertarian of mindset which is why most libertarians, you know, aha, 
Trump is going to do this. Okay. So we started to figure out what Trump was doing. He was smart. He played the game. We saw the system get played. Everybody got woken up, like you stated. Now everybody's apparently took their Prozac and decided to go manic depressive. We're in a depressive state, so we'll go Democrat for a while. Why? No idea. This is, this is just my ramblings of the outside view of everything that's going on. Back to you guys. And uh, we'll keep your mic open as we do here on the show. Uh, we do our roundtable discussion. Uh, so we'll uh, keep you on uh, because, we'll, you know, as we go uh, through all the other uh, folks here, they may say something you want to uh, reply to, you know, things of that nature. Um, you know, normally we have different topics, but this will probably be uh, encompassing the entire one, and we'll keep everybody on the line. Uh, we do got uh, Jim uh, Conda Jr. on the uh, line. We're going to get him in. He was uh, doing some work with uh, Watch the Vote. Uh, very busy guy, uh, but we are glad to have him uh, back on the show. And then I got another Skype caller that I will uh, be doing, uh, get you in the green room a little bit, get you on the show. But let's go ahead and bring in uh, Jim. Thank you very much, Jim, for coming to the show. How are you? It's good to hear from you tonight, even in these uh, very frustrating uh, circumstances. Uh, are you talking to me, uh, Robert? I am. Oh, hi. How are you doing? I, I guess. Uh, I've been better. Huh. <laughs> I guess I uh, do not. I don't want to be off base in what I'm talking about. I, I heard uh, um, the caller talk about the homeless, and, and I was. So what what, are, what have you been talking about? I, what's the subject tonight, other than the election? Or how, how that is that is that is the subject. He was just stating that you know until we could uh, take you know what the part of the title was. Uh, we will we allow. Uh, the, the full title tonight is Bipolar America. Will we allow America to be great again? And the reason why I, I, I say that is, you know, I, I feel like we we're on the, you know, the right path. You know, I thought America's on the right path, you know, with Trump and, you know, the Republicans. And, you know, I'm not really a, you know, a card-carrying Republican, Jim. And, but, you yeah. know, I think that, you know, we're finally on the right path. And then you got the American people, put the House of Representatives who are they're going to have all these committees, Judiciary Committee, you know, for one, so we're going to get all these investigations, you know, <clears throat> you know, so you got all these committees that are going to be, you know, falling uh, and being chaired by these de- by Democrats. Uh, and, and now the, the American, you know, through this election, just hand it over to them. Well, I'm not convinced that they did hand it over to them. Uh, the the of course, you know, that I insist all the time that there's three companies, uh, ES&S. Uh, Heart and Dominion, ESNS stands for Election System and Software, and these three companies have been hired by 3,000 out of our 3,141 counties. They count all the big cities, and they count about 95% plus of our vote on secret computer programs, which the boards of election sign contracts that they won't look at the software that, that tells the computers what to do on election night. And so I'm not convinced the American people did put the uh, – Democrats back in the House of Representatives. And the sad thing is we were unable, while locally in the 90-mile radius here with WLW, I ran radio ads trying to sound the alarm about these three companies and that we didn't know, you know, what we, we don't really know what's happening with our vote because it's a secret vote, an illegal secret vote count. But sadly, we couldn't get to President Trump this time. Nobody could, and nobody else brought it up. And I talked to three congressmen. I'm not going to name them because we're going to follow with them, but three of the very best congressmen. I wouldn't even think of approaching the average congressman. I 
and talked to three of the very best congressmen, two of them for five minutes each, and the other one just in as they were leaving a, a gathering, I handed them our paper. But nobody seems seems to think it's their job to bring up that we have an illegal secret vote count where the ballots are taken away from us before they are counted. So if and I know, Robert, you vote like me here in Cincinnati. You vote, and we do at least have ballots now where you fill in the square, the oval or the square with black ink, and you can see what you're voting for, unlike the old punch cards where you really – when you pulled the punch card out, you didn't know how to read it because it was all just little punches. But uh, wherever you're voting, wherever you're voting, unless you're voting in five counties in New Hampshire, you generally will feed your bo- vote into a ATM-type safe machine, or you will – it sounds like we have a uh, running water or something going on. So- no, no, there's running water. Turn your – mute your mic, Whoa. please. Okay, sorry about that. That was my fault. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so the point is, is that you're, you, they, they, in all places except for five counties in New Hampshire, they take our votes away from us, and then they publish the computer count. This is the three companies. Okay, uh, we use Hard here in Cincinnati, Columbus. They use ESNS, and in twenty percent of the country, we don't even use paper ballots. We just use. Uh, uh, touchscreens with a belief of energy, which is beyond absurd. And then you have, um, you know, in the places where they have gone to check the ballots, like in Austin, Texas, 2014, uh, uh, the Democratic primary in Miami, Florida, Broward County in 2016, and the special Alabama election in 2017, December, the ballots and the ballot images are either destroyed or they won't let you get at them. And these, and and also it's been uncovered by a investigator named John Brakey that in Delaware, uh, Maine, I mean Maine, he uh, was able to uncover that ESNS, the largest of the three companies, is count sixty percent of our nation's vote, so-called, that they have got caught having PC anywhere in the computer in their computers. Now, PC anywhere is like go to my PC. It's where if you have it and have the codes, you can go in and look at what's happening. And that computer, in this case, the voting computer, becomes run by your computer. You know, just like I don't know if any of you have go to my PC or there's some free versions of it. But my guy that fixes my computer can come. I give him the codes and he can come into my PC, take it over. And with his mouse, he directs everything that's happening. So they got caught having that in their computers in Maine. And when confronted by this fact, they said, well, the other two big companies do it too. In other words, they all have programs in their computer where they can see what the count is through the day and then just change it. And then the Board of Elections in each county presses a button at the end of the day and a ticker tape comes out. And that ticker tape is a printout. We don't have a clue whether it's right or wrong or indifferent. We have no clue, neither to this board of elections. And to try to get any of the ballots looked at, if there are any ballots, is near impossible. Now, so I don't know whether we turned it over to him or not. I predicted that Dave Bratt would be losing, and he, he did, and because uh, he was a big, important psychological victory for them. And, but then certain people right. talked to you said, well, we, we won some we won some close Senate races. Well, okay. 
But obviously now the strategy of the deep state was to take, let the Democrats take the Congress so they could harass the heck out of Trump for the next two years and bring everything to a standstill. And mm-hmm. the deep state is just trying to get past this la- what they think might be the last gasp of the middle class with Trump. They might, they're trying to get past these four years or eight years uh, without having to concede too many things. So their main goal was to put the Democrats in charge of the House. Now, I, I'm just guessing, but I bet they said, well, since we're going to do that, we better let the Republicans win some close ones in the Senate or we might give our hand away. So they did do that. Although I hear Tester now has won, so has been declared the winner in Montana. So we got McSally is on the edge in uh, uh, in, in uh, Arizona. Uh, Scott is on the edge in Florida. And there's another one, Robert, that's in dispute. Do you know what the third Senate race is that's still in dispute? There's a, I do not there's, a third Senate, there's a third Senate race that is still in dispute and is hanging by the in the balance. So if the Republicans win all three of those, then they'll have 54 senators. If they only win two of them, they'll have 53. And if they only win one of those three in dispute, they'll have 51. Well, they're probably going to win at least the two. It's going to be unlikely that that's, that uh, McSally is overtaken in Arizona or that Scott is overtaken in Florida. The third one, I can't remember where it is, but that, that one's also in the balance. Maybe I can look it up while when somebody else starts talking. So this can now apparently this subject is off limits, though. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Uh, first of all, Trump did deal with this in 2016, and I went back and looked it up. And I was saying October 26th, but it was actually the morning of October 22nd, a seventh, the morning of October 27th days before the 2016 election, there had been news reports in Texas, Maryland, and Colorado that the computers were flipping votes from Trump to Hillary. And Trump the next morning said, the computers are flipping votes. What's going on? That's exactly what he said. Sean Hannity reported it, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Newt Newt Gingrich was his guest on the 26th uh, of October. And they, they covered it for a little bit and were expressing Uh, very much concern about it, needless to say. So now in this particular election, Trump did put out a tweet about a week and 10 days ago, somewhere in there, where he said that early voting is beginning. Uh, If you're thinking of cheating, think twice, because federal authorities are looking for fraud at the local and state levels, and uh, violators will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and he used voter fraud, F-V-O-T-E, V-O-T-E-R fraud, voter fraud. Well, voter fraud, that is a bit of a problem. It is a problem because they're letting people vote with drive. They're, when people are registering to drive in California, Texas, and elsewhere, they are letting them register to vote. Or, excuse me. When they get a driver's license, they're not citizens, but they're here legally as a worker or something. They get a driver's license, and when they're driver, they, they get a driver's license, they automatically register them to vote. And so then they can go with their driver's license and vote, and nobody checks whether they're citizens or not. That, that's that's mm-hmm. where probably anywhere from a few hundred thousand to a few million illegals voted, shepherded by the acorns gone underground, shepherded by the Democrats, who loudly proclaim, we don't want any, any IDs. Uh, like a voter ID card or a you know, right. they don't want any IDs because they want to be able to cheat as much as possible. The more confusion, the more the computer companies, their allies, can say what they want and nobody can 
can challenge it. So I'm not at all sure that we lost the House, but we don't know. And our only point is let's count the ballots before they leave the public site, which could easily be done. It would cost about a billion dollars a year, but that's a fraction of our foreign aid budget, let alone our whole budget. So it would be <laughs> yeah. well worth it. And you could, because that's whoever. For how comes much we spend on the illegals? Yeah, and if, if whoever gets elected, they decide how the whole budget is determined. But the crooks running our government act like, oh no, we can't possibly do that. It's too complicated. They don't want to do it. Now the uh, we had John Brakey, who's uh, Audit Elections uh, USA dot org, uh, and he's a, one of the great investigators going now, working with ballot images, and he agrees with Watch the Vote, our group. Watch the Vote USA, that we should count ballots, um, uh, paper ballots counted by the people in the precincts before they leave the public site. But as a backup, since right now we're using things with all these ballot images, then he said that he was pointing out that uh, he's doing work on ballot images, but he pointed out that what we should really do, and we should really do this, we should take out the top six offices president and vice president you know the presidential when there's a presidential vote the president and vice president that's one senator your u.s senator that's two your u.s congressman that's three your governor that's four your state rep that's five and your state rep uh, senator that's six they would be on a their own leopard separate day like the saturday before or after election day and then you would be able to easily count those six races in each precinct in a very short time. And then you would have the other day for everything else, and then you would have a lot more to count on those days. But those six offices determine so much of what we do that we need to know for sure that we get the right winner, okay, in those things. Now, I'll mention one other thing that happened in Columbus yesterday. It was a guy called me and alerted me. It was W, I think it's called WTVN in Columbus. They're big talk station up there, kind of like WKRC in Cincinnati. And a lady named Teresa Wilson went in to vote. And in Columbus, where she voted, they had no paper. It was just a touchscreen. So she, um, uh, it, well, it's first anyway, at first. So she hit for um, uh, DeWine instead of, you know, what is the court? Cordova, or who, what was his opponent? I can't remember right now, but DeWine was the Republican, and Cort, Cortez, or Cor, can't remember his name right now, Cordova, he was a Democrat. Well, she hit DeWine, and then when she went to check her ballot on the screen, when you verify your ballot, which a lot of people don't bother to do, it had switched her vote to the Democrat, to uh, uh, Cordova, or whatever his name is, okay? So she then uh, took a picture of it, called the uh, people over and they couldn't really explain it. And anyway, she reported it to the radio station. And the first thing out of the secretary of state, when they called the secretary of state was, well, it's probably a doctored video. And then when they, they were getting ridiculed for that and they backed off that, they said, well, the machines were malfunctioning. The paper was jamming. Uh, and and the, she actually got the person that voted before her's ballot because the paper was jamming. And they changed their story quickly, and that didn't make any sense either. And uh, and they always come up with some baloney. But the fact of the matter is that uh, these these even if she did get her right paper, you know, she when she voted, and then she checked her ballot, even if it checked out right and before her eyes, 
you still don't know what's being recorded in the computer. I mean, every young person in their early 20s and the 30 that knows computers, and almost every young person knows how easy it is to hack a computer. So, and of course, we're not worried about a hacker from Hackensack, New Jersey, a kid in his basement. We're worried about the three vendors who control and own the programs, okay? So that's who we're worried about. So that they're fixing the elections by design. And so, um, you know, that's the whole point. Even if you got a paper printout, people say, well, we get the, we get a paper receipt. That means nothing because that, that just means that's what the computer printed out for you. That doesn't mean what happened inside the computer. It could still print out for you what you voted, show on the screen what you voted, and then inside be programmed to say every fifth vote for Trump goes to Hillary or every fifth vote for DeWine, the governor of Ohio, goes to uh, Cordova or whatever his name is. So, so that's the problem, Robert, is we don't really know what happened yesterday. Uh, and I'd like to know what happened because maybe the, maybe the country's so stupid that they did put the Democrats in, but I – I don't think so. And I think the Republicans in many races won by landslides. And in other words, what I'm saying is millions of conservative middle class votes are being switched inside those computers for the last 30 years because we've had this system fully in place since 1988. I'm saying that millions and millions and millions of our votes have been switched to the Democrats from the Republicans over the last 30 years. And if somebody says, hey, I don't I think you're nuts, Condit. I think you're being being ridiculous. Well, uh, why do you think that? I mean, you don't know any more than I do what those votes were. And we should put the Supreme Court decisions. And I'll end on this on this. this, So someone else can talk. The Supreme Court decisions, U.S. Supreme Court, three standing decisions, two are very directly related to it, uh, which we have on a tab on WatchTheVoteUSA.com, say that our right to vote casts of two parts, the right to cast a ballot. Well, we're still doing that. We still are casting a ballot and the right to know that it was counted properly. We do not know if it was counted properly, our votes. We do not know that except in five counties in New Hampshire where they count them in the open before the ballots leave the public site. And so I guess to address your question directly before I stop here, Robert, is that bipolar America is largely the deep state versus the great middle class, and they're able through their control of the media to fool a lot of people into becoming they're deceived or kind of convinced into becoming mushy headed liberals. And they, uh, uh, you know, they are really sincerely, you know, social justice warriors as they're called or whatever kind of snowflakes. Uh, but it is really a much smaller minority than we think that controls the media, the voting machines, the federal reserve, and they, through their control of the media are able to look like it's more of two, like 50% of the American people one way, 50% the other. And except for on the coast and some big cities, I'm not convinced that the far left really controls that much in this country. So anyway, Robert, I hope that all made somewhat sense to people, but there you have it. Well, that's a good segue. Uh, I know Kelly wants to bring up some things. We're certainly, of course, going to keep you on the line. Uh, we did have some uh, another Skype caller call in. Uh, we will get you, and I'm going to go into the green room, get some other folks in. Uh, but let's go ahead and bring it over to Kelly. While I bring Kelly in, I'm going to uh, do some green rooming, and uh, we'll get you into the show. Go ahead, Kelly. And uh, thanks, Jim. Definitely oh. keeping your line on. Go ahead, Kelly. Okay. Well, I'm really glad. I'm really glad uh, Jim has come on this call. He ran for Congress in the Green Party. Got on the radio station because, well, they have to let him on the 
radio station when he runs for Congress. And he, he's getting the message out over and over. And uh, I get frustrated with Jim because he pulls me deeper into the rabbit hole. I get very frustrated because I didn't want to know this. I'm like, are you saying my votes may not count? This is frustrating. So last night I was a poll worker, all right? Not a poll worker, sorry. I was a poll observer. And I want to ask you guys a question. I would love to hear everybody's answer on this. Do you believe the electronic election system is vulnerable to hacking? Do you believe our electronic election system is vulnerable to hacking? Okay. So here's the results of last night. And by the way, I sent them to John Brakey, and he sent me a text, call me. And John Brakey is going to be suing the state of of Florida. He told me today on the phone that the digital ballot images, you know, they they scan it before they electronically count it. The digital ballot images, which are married to your hand-marked paper ballot, these digital ballot images, 60% were erased from the primary to today. 60%. Wait a minute. Can you do that? It's called a crime. 52 USC 2071, you have to keep all election records for 22 months. So, you know, we just uh, we don't need these digital ballot images. We don't want the public to issue a records request and get them and do your do a recount on your home computer. No, we don't want that. We're just going to go 60%. He also was lied to by uh, state officials. You first exhaust the administrative remedy, and then when they're not cooperating, you sue. They lied to him. That's what he told me today. So he's filing a suit in Florida. If you know people in Florida, go to Audit USA, sign up for the class action lawsuit because it would be nice to have the digital ballot images and potentially prove that somebody's been hacking and flipping results. And by the way, it, it, we've had him on the show, John Brakey. If if these public records, digital digital ballot images, are public and available to the public through a record request, why are they fighting tooth and nail for the public access to the digital ballot images? It's kind of mind-blowing. All right, so last night I was a poll observer. I voted during the day, had a migraine. Somehow I was healed healed up enough. I went back, okay. So I show up about 7.45, 7.50. Polls close at 8. Once you're in, you're in. I'm just watching, watching, watching. I pull out my cell phone, hit wireless networks. How many wireless networks are available? Now, why in the world would I ask that question? Because Senator Wyden of Oregon issued a congressional subpoena on ESNS. Jim calls them election system and software. I call ESNS election switching and sorcery. Okay. In the congressional subpoena, he got back that they put PC anywhere in these vote-counting machines at your precinct. What? Confession to a United States congressman, Senator Wyden. Good job. All right. So all of a sudden, what? Of course, John Brakey found uh, Wi-Fi and cell tower modems inside the electronic election machines during the Wisconsin recount. Hmm. They're going through contracts. It's an option. They check the option. Oh, my gosh. What do you know? There's these Wi-Fi election flipping 
devices and the vote counting machines. Okay, okay, okay. So we know they're there or potentially there, Wi-Fi unit and a vote counting machine in your precinct. And so your paper ballot, your hand-marked paper ballot gets turned into electrons. Somebody's messing with software or could be a potentially. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm in the precinct. I pull up my phone. I go to the wireless networks. You know, you just click that on. How many How many are within range of the precinct? How many are in range of the precinct? Of course, over uh, quite a bit of time, about an hour and a half. All of a sudden, ding, 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 ding. Oh, my gosh, here's a wireless network that popped up. Here's another. Here's another. Here's another. What? Okay, they turn on, they off, they disappear. And I came up with 23 last night that are within range of this vote counting machine. Well, that's odd. Some of them just pop up. Some stay long term. Had a little checklist I just went through. And, you know, you got the Best Western. That was a convention center. That was a building. That was a precinct. Five precincts. Two machines. Here we are inside this building. How many wireless networks are popping up? Ah, quite a bit. Okay. I can name you all these. There's ATT, ATT 936, 536. You got ARIS, 2DCA, all sorts of weird names if you've ever seen these wireless networks. Anyway, so I thought, well, I'll just go back in the morning and find out how many are within range. This morning there was, oh, goodness, 23. And they were not all the same as last night. So obviously, 23, 23, there's got to be at least, I don't know, 30 of these wireless networks within the range of the vote counting machines. Now, there are a couple conditions that need to be met to further this suspicion. And by the way, I have the right to be suspicious because suspicion leads to investigation. Investigation goes to confirming facts, denying facts, other leads, deeper suspicions, whatever. So I'm suspicious. Okay, so... Seeing these wireless networks within range of the vote counting machine. Okay, okay, okay. So conditions. One, um, these, uh, they're, they're Dominion Ice. I mean, that's a nice name to call a machine ice. Like, yeah, we don't care. We're just going to be really cold towards you. Dominion Ice, that's the vote counting machine of the precinct. Two of them. Okay, fine. I watched them. They pulled a memory chip out of it, and they... Send it off to the election clerk. But what if they have – this is number one. Do they have a wireless modem inside, according to the ESNS letter back to Senator Wyden? Yes, they do. It's industry standard. Oh, that justifies it. Everybody else is doing it. Okay, so do they have a wireless system inside the machine? Probably. Number two, is it the same frequency, 5 megahertz? That's the frequency of your cell phones, by the way, when you get the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is 5 megahertz. Your actual phone calls are 25 megahertz, but you're wireless. I'm an engineer. I'm getting into these details. Okay, fine. But your wireless networks are 5 megahertz. Okay. Is, this, is it the same frequency? Number three, did somebody try to hack the results? I don't know. But here's the big picture. If we have a wireless modem inside these vote counting machines, and you have all these networks around the machine, do we have a problem here? We'll go back to the question. I just want to throw this out to people. Okay? Um, do you believe it's possible 
that these vote counting machines are vulnerable to hackers. So with that question, I just want to go around the room and see what people think. Well, we had Mike from, uh, you know, on the line. We did have Mike uh, on the line from uh, Singapore, but uh, we uh, kept dropping the call, so maybe he'll be uh, coming in. He's a Skype caller. We had a couple Skype callers on. They, they dropped, so I don't know if there's anything going on. With that, but he still haven't heard back from Suzette, so I hope everything's okay there. Uh, but let's go ahead, and we'll do it down the line here. We uh, go ahead, and we'll get the, the other gentleman from California, the, uh, known as the, the bearded white guy. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, get you back in. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I, uh, my only statement to this is, uh, do I trust my government? I trust my government. I 100% trust my government. Do I trust my government? No. Do I trust whether these wireless counting machines are actually doing their job? No. Um, that's compelling evidence that, you know, Mr. Mordecai Kelly Z has uh, come forward with. That's uh, 23 networks around a voting machine, basically a polling area. Um, no one would notice if a 24th one pulled up or 26th one or anything like that. No one would actually be able to catch it because, well, they're wireless. Um, me doing a lot of research with uh, groups like, oh, uh, I don't know, Anonymous, those guys, you know, the hacktivists, those wonderful gentlemen. Um, would they hack such a thing? Well, I mean, we had a quote-unquote Russian collusion, which I found out was actually the group of 4chan that was on the page called Poll. Uh, they all made jokes after the Trump election and Trump winning that they were all Russians from all over the world. Everybody's a Russian. So as far as hacking anything... Or, you know, do I trust my government? I like my government cheese, and I trust my government. That's my only statement towards this at this point in time. And so we'll just, uh, you know, go down the line here, and let's go ahead and bring uh, John back in there. John, uh, would you like to uh, add on to that? There's nothing really to add. In my opinion, he is 100% correct that the election systems are vulnerable to hacking. Back to you. Well, yeah, we, you know, we've covered this a number of times. It is, you know, certainly, you know, and you, I didn't even think about that perspective, to be honest, Jim, um, you know, about, well, maybe, I mean, well, I can't say that. I mean, I did it, you know, for a while, but how would it be, you know, how can they, I mean, how are they able to do that? I mean, because you hear the, um, those who defend the, the, election, the election system, like, oh, it's secure, and, oh, there's no way to hack, there's no, there's no way to manipulate you know, that many uh, precincts, right? There's not, there, it's hard to, or, or districts or whatever. Uh, what would be the uh, rebuttal of that? You know, oh, but there's just too many to be able to, to rig. I mean, yeah. what would be the rebuttal of that? Good. And now, by the way, thank you, Kelly, for uh, now you, you've introduced. See, I, I had to have my son-in-law set me up on my one Wi-Fi in my house, and I can't disturb that because then I won't be able to get on the Internet. So I don't know about all this stuff. But that was excellent, finding those 23 uh, uh, Wi-Fis. Now, the answer to that is, and John Eustead, the Secretary of State of Ohio, who's a conservative Republican and was trying to make sure only those who had a right to vote voted. And in that sense, he, I think he was really trying to do a good job. But he, like all the rest of them, Republican or Democrat, has taken once a month, once a year, 
to a big hotel in the center of their state and wined and dined and the companies come in and tell them how great the systems are, how they got to increase public confidence. So he came out right before the 2016 election was Trump was saying, I'm afraid they're going to rig the election against me. And by the way, I put up Robert uh, uh, about one, uh, the whole thing of Trump in the 2016 election, uh, YouTube. That's about 51 minutes long. It was one of my radio shows. That's called, my encounter with Trump on computer vote fraud, because I, as some of you know from past calls, I, by a minor miracle, caught up with Trump in Iowa 2016 and handed him a paper about how he's got to protect himself from vote rigging and computer fraud. And then four months later, he started to say in every speech, I'm afraid they're going to rig the election against me. So because he, he was saying that, John Eustead was sent out on all networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, they all interviewed him, and he said, it's impossible to hack an American presidential election because there's 3,141 counties all doing their own counts. So you can't, nobody could get in and rig the whole election. Now, that sounds impenetrable. That sounds, how could you possibly refute that until you find out all of these counties, you know, uh, 3,000 uh, at least out of 3,141 counties have hired one of three companies, ESNS, Hart, and Dominion. And Dominion used to be Diebold. So, and if we don't have 3,000, and, and remember, the counties sign a pledge, sign a contract, we will not look at the source code because of proprietary information, okay? So, we don't have 3,000 separate counties counting the vote. We have 3,000 counties that have totally abdicated their responsibility and have turned it over unconstitutionally to one of these three companies. Now, those three companies are now counting 3,000 counties, and they all have the same rules. I think they're the same company. We don't know anything about these companies to speak of. I think they're the same company run behind the scenes by the dark side of military intelligence. That's my opinion. I may be wrong, but that's my opinion. But we don't know who's running these companies. There's three separate corporations, but these three count 3,000 counties. And if you understood what I said before, the local officials know nothing of what's going on because they don't know what's happening inside the computer. When the ticker tape is printed out at the end of the night, the companies have had a chance to look in the computer, see what's happening, change the vote if they want. Then you, you, you press the button, and here comes the ticker tapes. So you say, yeah, but can't we get the ballots or the ballot images and check the ticker tapes? Basically, no, not for weeks or months or ever. And like Kelly just said, the John Brakey uncovered, what was it, 62% of the ballot images were being destroyed um, in, in, uh, in according to uh, uh, Alabama and uh, Austin and the three examples I cited, which are just I don't know of anywhere where the ballot images have been made available, but there's three that we have proof that they were all destroyed except for the write-in uh, images. Those for those were not destroyed, for, uh, but the all the rest of the images were destroyed illegally, breaking that law uh, that Kelly cited. So that point is, Robert. The answer is they're not being counted by three thousand separate counties. They're being counted by three companies that look very much like the same company. And they're being counted in secret from the election officials, from the people. So it really is a very centralized count. 
centralized in three companies that we that are directly hired, which are probably fronts for the same operation that is making sure that the country doesn't get out of line by electing the wrong people. So that's the answer is we, we don't have decentralized counts. We have centralized counts run by these three companies who were didn't break into the system with a crowbar and a gun. They were hired by all these counties because they do everything for the county. They make it very convenient so the county can concentrate on getting workers to the polls to help people vote. Okay. But the problem with making it easy for our county election officials is that nobody knows what the real count is except for these three mega election vendors. Well, here's, here's another answer to that question, Robert. You know, we are told, Oh yeah, everything's fine. Everything's great. You know, what's the rebuttal? John McAfee, you know, McAfee antivirus. He said, there's, Mm -hmm. there is no way to make a computer 100% secure. You've been at this a lot longer than I have. And then you, you've got that. And then, um, you have the cyber world, which most people don't understand. Most county clerks don't understand that. Election clerks, they don't understand it. Why do they not understand it? Because they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s. They didn't take computer classes. So they have no clue, no clue of the vulnerability of their system. They have no clue of computer security protocols. They, they just, oh, I just, okay, I was wine and dine. They said it was safe. Really? So I'm supposed to trust you. Who you are trusting people who test this, supposedly test it, who another person that you don't know wrote the software. So how many people removed are, are we that we're supposed to trust blindly when the Supreme Court says, hey, you have the right to know your vote was counted accurately? So this is ridiculous. You know, hand-counted paper ballots at the precinct, counted in public view before the ballots leave the precinct. What's so hard about that? Oh, gee, you know, in this county, I looked at the contracts. It's like five to seven dollars per ballot counted. You mean you know it gets scanned like takes like three seconds to go through the scanner, and you want seven bucks for that? Are you serious? Oh, well, that's what the contracts are. We can actually count cheaper by hand than we can with these machines because <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So we go to some other recent, very recent indication. You know, again, I have the right to be suspicious. I hear certain comments. I have the right to be suspicious. I'm not going to say this is it, this is that. My efforts yesterday and today, last night and today might be a nothing burger, but it did expose how many wireless networks are near this machine. Okay, so I have the right to be suspicious. Fine. Suspicion, investigation, facts, proved is proved, more suspicion. Okay, leads can go a different direction. Well, all of a sudden, I hear Nancy Pelosi said before, and I have to read the full context, but she said before, I'm 100% sure that the elections will take the House. The Democrats will take the House. Yes, 100% sure. What? What? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. This is a close race, right? You would want the base, if you're a Democrat, you would want the base to get out there, get out there, get out there, get out there, show up at the polls, go to the polls. When you say 100% certain we'll take the House, how do people take that? Oh, they got this. I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to go vote today. It's an inconvenience. I'm not going to vote today. You never say that. If you're a politician, you say or you act like Trump or you go around the country and you rally the base. You don't say we've got this 100% under control. 
okay, does she know something? Or maybe she knows somebody like Diane Feinstein, who's a major stockholder in an election machines company, in an election machine company. She's a major stockholder. Hmm. Isn't that and, and I've got some other callers real quick, and we, we're definitely going to bring this around. Uh, we've got uh, Mike. Uh, I believe he's called back in there for us, and we also have uh, Kavika, uh, Kavika on the on the line. But let's go ahead and uh, from Hawaii. But let's go ahead and bring in uh, Mike from Singapore. I believe we got you on the mic uh, uh, on the line here. Mike, are you there? You put me in, my, Bob, not Mike. No. Nope. Nope, uh, we got uh, these Skype callers. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had Mike yeah. on the line too, but I guess we yeah. got disconnected, and right. so I got the, you came in on on his on his line. You didn't come in on his line, but you're all Skype, and it yeah, all comes up one one one. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, well, <laughs> ahead, I'd rather Joe. listen to the comments uh, uh, some more. I just got here, so find out um you know what it is that the guys are saying and then make a comment when i feel like coming in um so i i will defer my time to anybody else who wants to speak and reserve my time like a maxine wars <laughs> to uh to speak um sometime later if that's okay with you bob do you believe yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll keep your mic open. Just chime in when you're ready. Okay. Uh, and I, we do see uh, the bearded white guy called in, but we also have uh, Kavika from uh, Hawaii calling in. Uh, thank you very much, Kavika, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Ah, uh, I've had better, but you know, lick the wound. Yeah, you and me both, man. Like, you and me both. It's been a rough, rough, rough higher day. We move forward from there. So I guess the conversation is on how we lost. I just chimed in. I've been real busy all day. Yeah, pretty much. And how how in the heck can just two years ago you have the American people voting Trump, and then two years later, you know, voting either the, the people don't matter or, or what I mean by that. I don't want to see people don't matter. I should have said that. But I mean, anyway, but ba- you know, or, or basically vote the Democrats into the House, which is you know, I don't know. I I almost rather see the the Democrat. I mean, the Democrats take the Senate than the House. I mean, yeah, I mean, the justices, that's really important. I guess that's more long-term, you know, taking a long-term stance. But, you know, but them taking the House, I mean, it, it was, yeah, if you go historically, if you could believe it, you would think, especially what we heard earlier this evening yeah. about, well, you know, maybe it's all rigged and what the hell are we voting for anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But go ahead, uh, let's get your your, your perspective. I know you're in Hawaii, which is almost as blue as you can get, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was actually going to go storm the Republican Party here and let them have it, but I'll wait for tomorrow on that one with my partner. Uh, listen, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's Trump's fault. Trump has a lot to do with it. I'm going to say my piece here. He failed to uh, unite the party. He failed to get the never-Trumpers on his side. He failed to fire Paul Ryan. He failed to fire Jeff Sessions. He failed to branch, to branch out to California, to New York, to Massachusetts to parts of Pennsylvania. Mich- he failed to go to Michigan. John James was a strong candidate, but no, it's not. it wasn't in the cards. He only rallied his base in the strong places. Both Democrats and Republicans always do that. They think there is a safe state. There is no safe state. West Virginia, the history of West Virginia, five out of six times, it voted Democrat. Paul Rowe told Bush in 2000, I need you to campaign there nonstop. He flipped it and turned it red. That gave him the presidency. It's not. There's no conspiracy theory. We didn't bring. We didn't bring our A game. However, the silver lining is this: we only lost 27 seats. 
Obama lost 62, Clinton lost 56 in their first terms. Not to mention they don't have two-thirds of the House. This could be a lame duck Senate. Also, if they investigate, subpoena, try to put articles of impeachment, Trump will not only win the House and Senate, but he will win it in an epic landslide in 2020. So I'm not too worried about that. The power, the power is within the House, but the Senate is the final. And remember, the Founding Fathers gave the executive the golden ticket, the veto. Trump can veto anything, even though I believe it should be a constitutional veto, but he can veto any, any bill. And Nancy Pelosi, as speaker, they're going to show the people how horrible it is. And let's blame the Republicans, too. What did the Democrats have to run on? Oh, we hate Trump. 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 They had no message. If they want to win again, they better go back to James Carville, Tip O'Neill, old school Joe Biden, they did win. old school Chuck Schumer. Oh, if wait, they want to win. But I'll, um, I'll go. I'll chime in when you finish, Camille. Okay, but if they want to win again, if they want to win the Senate, they better go back to centrist ideologies. If not, the Republicans can easily have the House. And let this be a lesson. And I stressed it over and over again about the. About Machiavellian. If you go against the leader of the people's leader, which is Trump, you will lose. Every Republican who went against Trump lost their seat. Okay. Robert, could I ask the guy, the fellow, I'm sorry, I forgot your first name, the guy from Hawaii who's talking? Kavika. Um, what, Kavika, yeah, what really, go ahead, Jim. Was it Mika? His name is Kamika. Kamika. Kavika. Okay. Kavika. Okay, Kavika. sorry, sorry, sorry. I got it. Kavika. So Kavika, were you listening when Kelly? Were you listening when Kelly and I explained how the computer voting is completely black box voting? We have no idea if the results they're publishing are true oh, or not. Oh no, no, no. I no. I'm not saying that's conspiracy theory whatsoever. I know about the three companies, and the Supreme Court already ruled that every vote must be counted. But it's easier for these counties to have computers. And even though I think Mc, uh, McAfee is a freaking nut job, he is right about computers. There's no such thing as 100% okay. computer. So would you agree that we really don't know if we really don't know if the Republicans lost the House or not yesterday? We just know what they published. And the computer counts, which we have no way of checking. Would you agree with that? I agree and I disagree with that. But you know, Republicans weren't strong. They didn't have. They couldn't well, unite. How, well, okay, how do you disagree? I mean, I'm just trying to make a pointer. How do you disagree with it? How do you disagree that we don't know for sure what the count was? That's okay. You know, that could be put to another subject. But like I said, like I've said on this program before, I still have to have faith in. Uh, in the indirect democracy, I still have to fa- have what? faith that what? we still live in a constitutional republic. Well, you know, well, this wait, is why wait, we, we live in a constitutional republic. But why do you have faith in a voting system that prevents us from seeing the ballots, and we just have to take on faith with the faith with the three company tells us why? Why have faith in that? You know, it's a uh, hmm, it's a double edged sword. It's I mean, a very I, good I, question, I, and the answer yeah, is no, nobody. It's a very good know. question, but it, it's <laughs> also it's an open-ended question on that. And, and I do believe I'm not we trying don't to be hostile. You understand that? I'm not so, trying to be hostile. I'm just saying what Kelly said is right. The founding fathers didn't say trust government. They said be suspicious of government and make sure they're not, you know, they're not doing you wrong. And so I'm just saying it is kind of ridiculous. I mean, again, I'm not trying to offend Kavik or anybody else. Yeah, I'm not – it is ridiculous to have faith in a system that will not let us see the ballots and that we have to have blind faith in. We should not have faith in such a system. We should assume that crooks are running such a system. All right, let me chime in. Okay. 
what uh, you've said. Um, what's your name? And then we're going to bring in Mike after you, uh, Mike? Joe. Okay. Go ahead. Who was the one who just my name is talking? Jim. Jim. Okay. My name is my name is Jim. Yeah. All right, Jim. What you said is right, but that doesn't that doesn't address what Gavik is talking about. He's talking about how the Democrats were stupid, but yet they did win. And the Republicans were stupid in that they didn't really um, go out there and really do any kind of campaigning. But yet we, uh, I'm not going to say we, I'm not a Republican, they did win the, <laughs> the, uh, the Senate. And the Senate can veto the House. So that's good. And if they want investigations, then the House can jump all over them and, and prevent it. Unless there are Senate investigations, and I'm not sure then if, if Trump has any power over them. But if they kind of invoke the Attorney General's office to do further investigations alongside Mueller, I'm hoping that Trump will step in. Okay, now you're right about you can't have faith in the system because of the, the, the blind ballot, we don't know how it's counted. And as Kaviga was saying, McAfee was right, you can, um, you can invade any type of uh, computer system and turn, do anything you want with it. Okay, what we yeah. have to do is get, now that uh, the Republicans are in, the Republicans will support Trump as long as he is the people's champion. If once he starts to falter, any almost all of these Republicans will become rhinos, and the Democrats mm-hmm. will feel even more emboldened. What I want is for the Democrats and Republicans, both parties, to be ousted. How's that going to happen? The only way I can see it happening would be a lot of work and um, in talking to a lot of groups that have ready-made memberships of um, independent libertarian parties and just get them to go out there and uh, you know, and try to create their own fanfare amongst uh, the independents and people who there are a lot of people who do not like either the Republicans or the Democrats but yet they're still going to vote either Democrat or Republican because that's all they know so it's up to us to expose the, um, the benefits of the libertarian party constitutional party et al to the American people so that they can feel that their vote will not be wasted. That's one of the tenets of getting the people to not vote for a libertarian or for a third party because they always feel their vote is wasted. But I have to explain to people, are you a Democrat or Republican? Well, I'm a Democrat. Do you always win? No, sometimes the Republicans also win. Well, then, but that doesn't prevent you from voting in the future, does it? No. Well, you still wasted your vote if the Republicans win, so why are you still voting? Then a light bulb pops up in the head. So that's what we have to do. It's going to take an immense chore. But look, Democrats, Republicans, if Trump wasn't in, it wouldn't, even, it wouldn't matter. They would still be Beelzebub versus Mephistopheles. Okay? And I'm finished. I, and I don't dis- this is Jim. I don't dis- disagree with either one of you on that, but I would just say one thing, Robert. If we got if the powers that be, the deep state is controlling the vote, the Constitution Party, which I love, and the Libertarian Party, which Kelly loves, and the Green Party, which other are never going to get anywhere because they're always going to show us as, as the third parties is getting no votes or very little votes. And I could go into examples of that. But back to you, Robert. Well, let's go ahead and finally uh, we can bring in uh, Mike. Uh, let's go ahead and bring him in. Thank you very much, Mike, for uh, coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, excellent. And uh, thank you very much for uh, allowing me to be part of your family. But, you know, today Donald Trump lost it when he was talking to CNN reporter 
and CNN reporter asked him some kind of question he didn't like, like Hitler. And what happened? said, take the microphone from him, and there were two ladies. They tried to get the microphone from uh, CNN uh, because he was uh, still once, uh, he has rights, he has freedom of speech. To ask a president nicely, and then he's agitated one. I think he's a bipolar one. And he is going to uh, create his own uh, misery. And as a result, he, uh, his inner circle is all resigning. Nike, uh, Nikki Haley, which uh, she has Indian roots. Uh, she was a, go- a governor of North Carolina. She brought down the Confederation flag. And she is very, very loving uh, everywhere she goes in the United States. But she was in the United Nations a spokesperson for uh, Trump uh, ad- uh, administration. She resigned. She said, in two months, I will be out. Find somebody else. I mean, and not today, another person, Sijan, uh, resigned. So we see his well, he inner circle from... Oh, yeah, asked to resign. Okay. I mean, so is, uh, you, he, he's like uh, playing the same scenario in the... Uh, t- uh, I, uh, you are fired. You know, like, he is that... He's a still kid to me. He, he has not adult yet. He, uh, he has three wives. I mean, he, he's a still... Uh, I mean, and the, the kid, the kid, there is one kid uh, is there, I think it's from Melania that has autism or something wrong with him because every time they bring him here he's looking uh, zombie i don't know what kind of medication they give him so anyway he's going to create his own misery my friends don't worry yeah, there there will be a new uh, you know even uh, what is what's the, his name is uh, the uh, i forgot the, uh, the vice, vice president, president. yeah uh, uh, Repeat again, please. Pence is the vice president. Yeah, Pence, Pence, yes, yeah, you're right. Pence is also, I don't understand, he is not even in the media, he does, he does, he's not anywhere to be found. I mean, he's golfing, I think, 24 hours. He said, hell with it, you know. If you want me to resign, I will resign too, but, you know, because you fire everybody, so how do I know that... Uh, Everybody else in his uh, politic, uh, his inner circle, uh, like a Hitler, is not going to be fired. Well, I don't think. Uh, well, for one, I don't think Pence is going to be. I don't think Pence is going to get fired. I don't. I doubt if he'll resign either. And who knows? Maybe he does. Maybe Gingrich get in there. But no. Uh, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we'll let Suzette uh, chime in on that. Let's go ahead and bring Suzette back in. The no, super Suzette, lines uh, doing well. Thank you very much. Sorry. Well. Her name is Jill. Her name is Jill. I know her from other shows. So please tell her, choose one name, Jill or something, <laughs> Suzette. <laughs> she, she's here. So we know, so we don't mix up. Go ahead, please. <laughs> Suzette. Oh, thank you, I Robert, believe, for right, taking Suzette? my call. <laughs> thank you for taking my call. Today, I'm Annette. <laughs> M-I-C-K-E-Y-N-U-A-T. Annette, Annette. Okay. Oh, my God. Good, good, good. Beautiful name. Go ahead. Uh, uh, as far as uh, Pence goes, well, today in that press meeting that the president had, 
Um, somebody had asked if he was going to. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I heard a little bit about it. Yeah, he said he asked Vice President um, if he wanted to be his running mate because the press had asked him if he was going to have Pence run again with him on 2020, on the 2020 ticket. And so he said, well, um, I, we could ask him right now. And, and the Vice President answered yes, that yes, he would wanted to run with him again. So that answers that question. As far as what happens with Pence, um, he doesn't plan on resigning. He's planning on running with the, ticket, with the President again. <laughs> um, I think... As far as that press conference goes and what Mike was saying, um, it wasn't one single question. It was um, the same question. He was badgering. When the president, there was a lot of press members there, and CNN, Jim Acosta, and one other woman seemed to think that they dominate the room and everybody has to wait until they're done asking their questions. Well, when there's so many of them, you're... You should be allowed so no, many no, questions. No. You're giving your answers and move on. But he's but, agitated. He, he oh, needs hold on, to hold take on, a let, don't, Mike, don't okay. interrupt. Don't, we don't like that here. Uh, let her finish. So what I find is very interesting yes, is the questions that he was asking was pertaining to Trump's tax returns, asking him if he was going to release those. And so here we go again with that. That goes to show you that the Democrats have no agenda, no plan, no anything to move forward if they're going to move backwards seeking those tax returns. And tax returns, Donald Trump, he can turn them over to the people, but that's not going to show anything other than what he made, what deductions he had taken, and that's it. If you want to know more as far as what companies that he did deals with, what countries he did deal with, those that's public information, and that was what he had to submit when he decided he was going to run. But um, And that's it. <laughs> And as far as uh, so, there's nothing that can be gained from seeing Donald Trump's tax returns. And, uh, because he's uh, a liar. Uh, every president in the United States, they showed their goddamn piece of paper, which is the tax return, my friend. It's not required, there is though, not Mike. problem. Eh, 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 eh. No, no, no. How come Bill Clinton did? How come George W. Bush, which said U.S. Constitution is got a piece of paper? He already showed his tax return and everything else. Everybody, come on. And this is first time in the history of um, uh, USA, and he is, uh, he's controlling. He is, uh, he, this guy is unfit well, to come uh, well, well. It's well, I'll tell you this, Mike. I don't. I don't care. You know. I don't. I'll, I'll be frank with you. I don't care if he ever, ever, ever shows his tax return. I don't care. I really don't. Because here's the thing: as long as he's moving the, the country forward in the right direction, and I believe that President Trump is, I don't care how much money he made. I really don't care. You know. And there's 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 there going to be the investigations only he, he did business with. Business is business. You're going to do business all around the world. You're going to do business with some good folks, and unfortunately there's probably going to be some business with some bad folks. I mean, if we want to talk about that, let's go ahead and bring Romney back to you know, Bain Capital, or let's go ahead and talk about the Clinton Foundation and the people who they worked with and how they did pay-to-play. Do we want to bring mm-hmm. that back you know, into the uh, – and to the public discourse, you know, when we talk about Hillary Clinton and their foundation, you know, so do we want to bring those things? That, I mean, do we want to keep arguing? Okay. Do we want to cut, keep bickering? Do we no, want to no. keep splitting with the American people? If do we actually want to get things doing, done for the, for, for, the, for the country? How will that improve your life, has, Mike, by knowing what is doing. in his tax return? How will that benefit your if life? If anybody has done wrongdoing, go ahead. 
and and talk about Hillary. I have no problem with it. Okay, Hillary, if there's wrongdoing, let us sh show and prove it. That's fine. If, uh, Bill Clinton, whatever, uh, yeah, we already know what happened at that time. So we already know. So, you know, that's, uh, uh, that's it. But the question is, he is something he melania and uh, trump is not getting along and melania is in uh, a, a process of divorcing from him but he she's scared of Mark. him right now and how does that, how does that affect your life how does that affect your life it does and how does his affect your life whatever Robert, Melania, even if it doesn't go, well, talk hold on, to him. One person at a time. Okay, I'm moderating here, folks. I don't want to have to keep, I, I, you know, because we're all friends here, as you said, uh, Mike, that I don't want to have mute anyone's mic, so I, I, I hate to do that, but I will if I have to. Um, but let's go ahead. It's, it's not like, uh, Jim, was that you want to chime in on something? Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to break line here, uh, Robert. But when I when there's a chance, I did want to address some of Mike's comments. When, uh, but I don't want to cut others off from from talking because I talked already uh, a few times. So, well, let me chime in and in, into the blank space. It, it, it is as Annette, Lily, and Jeanette, or whoever whatever your name is, had asked you. Susan, 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 Susan. Uh -huh. okay, today. It's what she asked you. How does? the tax returns, and how does the marriage of Melania and the Donald affect your life? Well, if this man, he's not getting what he wants, then he's pissing on the Perez like a Hitler. I don't know what you said, but I'll give it another shot if you want. Well, it's another, <laughs> it's know, another comparison I, with Hitler. The, the comparison between Trump and Hitler is so unfounded. It's unbelievable. I mean, Trump's not Hitler. You know, it's it's ridiculous. You know, people aren't going to be, you know, put in uh, concentration camps and, and, and put in the gas showers and things. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's not going to start a world Trump's not going to start a world war. Hell, he stopped a war with, you know, a possible war with North Korea. I mean, these continued attempts uh, to compare Trump with uh, Hitler is ridiculous. I'm, I'm sorry, Mike, but no, I'm not sorry, but uh, it's, it's a ridiculous comparison. Okay, wait. I mean, he's wiring up all the borderlines. Is up to the state of uh, Arizona to do so. Is it up to the state of Texas to do so? It's not up to him. He he does that. You know, U.S. Constitution is he is the president of the uh, House of Representatives and uh, House of Senate. He is not the president of the country because wow. each, each each state has its own government. It has its own laws and etc. It's up to the state to decide what they want to do, not up to him. Who no, that's not to keep true. the country safe. Yeah, that's not true. He's the president of the whole country in all 50 states. Okay, yes, safe. Oh. We have had we had had KKK shooting of Kentucky, two black man, uh, uh, people, KKK shooting of Jew, uh, Jewish people in Pennsylvania. KKK. So, 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 no, 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 no. No, no, so that, that wasn't so, so, That wasn't so, so And you still haven't answered the question about so how your life is affected. Uh, internal, internal terrorists, right? You call them internal well, terrorists? Yeah, probably. Robert, if I could break in here, uh, Mike. I, first Go ahead, of all, I, Go I, ahead Jim. I'm glad, Mike. 
I'm glad Mike came on the call, and I think it's it makes a more, much more interesting call when you got people with varying views, you know. But I wanted to address this thing that Trump did to Jim Acosta today on CNN. Now, I have a different take on this, okay? The media, the fi- the big media, ABC, CBS, CNN, uh, NBC, New York Times, Washington Post, they have beat up on American leaders who were our real leaders like Ron Paul in, two- in 2012, Pat Buchanan in the 1990s, Jim Traficant, who they never let even be known to the American people. They censor people they don't like. They promote idiots and subversive like uh, uh, Schumer and Pelosi and, and Congressman Schiff from California and these subversive and traitors. So I, I, one of the happiest moments of my political life was today when Trump uh, told Acosta, you're a terrible person, <laughs> shut up. That was one of the happiest moments of my life because we, 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 we had to ask. We, had to, we were trying to get Pat Buchanan in the 90s, and we were trying to get Ron Paul to, to stick up. You know, to, to, they're gentlemen. They're gentlemen from another era. They, they think there's still some rules. So the media has beat up on everybody and withheld information from the American people. I not only think the major media is the enemy of the people, they are subversive and traitors that need to be arrested, and I can go into that. But not only that, I want to say do it. So I, yeah, I do am it. glad. <laughs> I'm glad that somebody. I'm glad that somebody, namely Donald Trump, he may be a bully, but he's our bully, came forth and is beating down the press who is dishonest. And I'm so glad somebody's trying to do it. And I don't know if you've all heard this, but Trump, uh, the Trump White House, revoked Jim Acosta's press credentials today. Oh, cool. So he's he's not allowed into the uh, into the uh, press conference anymore. And as far as freedom of speech goes, I wish Trump would kick every one of those people out of that press conference room and let Counterpunch and Alex Jones and uh, American Free Press and uh, the Huffington Post, all these people who have not been in those those, those uh, That'd be a good uh, change. press conferences, they can Except ask the questions Post. from afar <laughs> on Skype. But this idea of freedom, these, these five TV networks, uh, and mostly the four of them, and the New York Times and Washington Post, they have suppressed people like us for our whole lives. As Pat Buchanan said in the 90s, he wrote a column about he was how he was getting no coverage when he ran for the Reform Party in 2000. He said to the New York Times, you're stepping on my air pipe, meaning he couldn't get his message out because the media wouldn't cover it. Well, now Trump has Twitter. Trump's bypassing these, these, these subversives. So I do have a different view, Mike. I, I, some of the happiest moments of my life is when Trump has beat down this horrible criminal press that we're we're, we're struggling under every day. Mm-hmm. But, here, here. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. but, ladies but and gentlemen you are listening to Bard's Logic Political one, Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, you your are listening to Bard's one. Logic Political Talk, brought to you live on Blog Talk Radio. In about ten minutes, we go into the third hour of this show, which happens to be lovingly called Bard's Logic After Dark. So the internet live feed may stop in about 10 minutes at the top of the show, or, you know, top of the hour. However, continue listening to the last hour, Bard's Logic After Dark, by calling 347-945-7428. During Bard's Logic After Dark, make sure your phone is charged up and that you do not get disconnected, because you will not be able to dial back in. So make sure your phone is charged up and call 347 945 7428 before the top of the hour. That's 347 945 
7428 in the next few minutes. And if you just want to listen, you just listen. If you want to get involved in the conversation, just press 1 on your number dial, and host Robert will help get you into the show. Your unique perspective on the issue being discussed is equally worthy. So call 347-945-7428 in the next few minutes for Bard's Logic After Dark. Also, visit the website, bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, for all the information about the show, times, dates, topics of the day, and so on. You'll see it all there on the website, bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Then share it with everyone, whether you know them or not, everyone, bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. You can even get Bard's Logic Political Talk podcast of the show from iTunes. That's right, Bard's Logic Political Talk podcast of the show from iTunes. You're listening to Bard's Logic Political Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Now get ready for Bard's Logic after dark in approximately eight minutes. Back to Robert, back to the show. Hey, good infomercial. Hey, thank you bro. very much, John. I appreciate right, it. Let's go ahead and uh, bring it back to our discussion. Go ahead, John. Oh, okay, me? Yeah, go ahead. One up. Okay. All right, Mike, are you finished? <laughs> I'm waiting for you guys. When All right. My turn, Never I mind. No I'm, that was just a rhetorical question, Mike. I know. I know. No problem, my friend. Go okay. ahead. You are first. All right. Uh, well, there's nothing more that I can actually say that I've already repeated over the past shows, uh, Bob. Uh, the Republican Party, Democrat Party, they're both uh, scum. Uh, luckily, we have Trump in there. He's the only thing that's standing in between us and true American constitutional values, because he is fighting both the Republicans and the Democrats. Um, the Democrats did take control of the House. Maybe that's the reason for your bum day. I don't know. I probably came in a little bit too late to find out what the reason was. But the fact is, we do have, I mean, this, yeah, the House. We do have the Senate. Well, not we, the Republicans. And the Republicans are on my side as long as Trump is doing well. And as long as he's doing well, they can perform all the investigations they want and probes, and they can um, have Mueller split his um, his zygote and have a twin. I don't really care. They'll fight it, and uh, as long as they don't depose, 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 then Trump, being used to what's already happened to him in the first two years, hopefully he will have gotten used to it, and continue with his progress for the next two years. I don't know if he's going to run again. Um, about a month or so ago, there was an article saying that he may not. And um, also about two or three months ago, when he was giving an interview with I forget whom, they asked him, okay, do you have anything to say now to a younger Trump um, with regards to perhaps pursuing the presidency in the younger Trump's future. Not when, when I say younger Trump, I don't mean Barron. I'm talking about Donald Trump when he was a younger guy. <laughs> and, and, and Trump says, yeah, don't run for president. <laughs> so he may not, um, he may not uh, go into the race in 2020. I hope he does, because I don't know who's going to replace him. Uh, the only person I know of that might would be Rand Paul. But other than that, nobody else that I know would replace this man who is a fireball, who is somebody that I didn't like at the beginning because he was brash, rude, etc. But the man does keep his promises or at least tries. And with all that's been against him, can you, can anybody imagine how one man who has been opposed by supposedly the party that he's um, supposedly represented and the other opposition? And he succeeded in getting a lot of his agenda done. I say hats off 
to Donald J. Trump. And I'm finished. Uh, mind if I chime well, in real ahead. quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um, first off, as far as the argument of Donald Trump being Hitler, uh, Hitler had a mustache. Donald Trump doesn't. <laughs> a lot more different than that. But differences than that. But. Um, okay, Susan. I had to ahead. throw that in there. You're, you're, the there's Susan there to say. She's laughing, so she has to say something. Uh, go ahead. I mean, say I'm, Jill, whatever. I, Annette, 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 you said, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I misspelled. Mis, mispronounce your name. Sorry, I mispronounce your name. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, first, I just want to say that I'm glad that you do join us um, on a weekly basis, and, and I look forward to hearing what you have to say. I always love hearing other people's opinions, even though I may not agree, but I like to get a different perspective. Um, as far as Donald Trump and what you know, happened and what I started earlier before my everything got technically bashed anyway, um, was that I think it was intended uh, this whole losing all the seats and gaining or just being able to hold on to the House as far as we didn't get completely slaughtered. And we do know that we had people retiring and keeping that in mind strategically wise, uh, Donald Trump did not campaign for House as much as he did Senate. He did it all for House. Mm -hmm. And that was because the people who are retiring had already been gone. Um, They're rhinos. They didn't agree with Trump in the first place. Um, they were part of the obstacles that he was trying to get around uh, when he was trying to pass the tax bill or tax cuts and the DACA thing and everything else. So good riddance. Good riddance to those 36. Yes, we're down 26, but it could have been worse. So I think we actually did pretty good. Now, but giving said that, we have 2020 coming. Con- congressional members have two years. So when 2020 comes, the Democrats that are thrilled to have the House, I don't believe will hang on to the House. I think it was, again, strategically done um, on Donald Trump's part to not campaign for the House. Uh, We have Jeff Sessions, who was just fired, so I think things are going to get rolling there as far as Donald Trump declassifying the information for the investigation uh, thus far, and when that starts to come out, I think that's what he's banking on as far as taking out the Democrats in 2020. And then he will have the Congress, state or House and Senate that he wants, and and then we'll start to see things move again. And uh, so that's pretty much what I had for earlier. <laughs> Back to you, Robert. Well, no, I. Uh... That's a good point, but, you know, if he's going to be trying to do all these things later, I mean, once the January hits, I mean, was he really going to be able to get done with uh, with the Democrats controlling the House? I mean, yeah, again, you know, we'll be able to get some uh, some Senate, you know, maybe some judiciaries, uh, you know, confirmed, you know, some of the judicial confirmed, but, I mean, is he going to be able to get anything else done? Probably not, but we're going to be able to drain the swamp. We drain the swamp of, well, come January anyway, it's the 36, it's either 36 or 40 House members that uh, retired. So that's a big chunk right there of draining the swamp. And then come 2020, we'll drain another big chunk of that through the Democrat Party. 
And not only that, come January, um, the House will be able to veto whatever the Senate, um, I mean, the Senate will be able to veto whatever the House puts up there. So if they want to have a battle with the uh, with the Republican-controlled House, they can have it. They'll get they won't get the bills passed. I mean, if they do get the bills to the uh, to the desk of Donald, as somebody else already mentioned about two half an hour ago or so, Trump's got the veto power. Veto. Yeah. He's going to veto everything. Right. Yeah, but the, I mean, I the point that a lot of people are excited about, you know. You know, they're being, you know, gridlocked, but I mean, I mean, we're really not going to be able to get anything, I don't think, accomplished if, if that happens, though, right? I mean, no, how's anything um, going to be accomplished if we're continually gridlocked? I disagree with you. If, if it was an ordinary president, yeah, but this guy is a battering ram and he's a master negotiator that people still <laughs> are, under, are underestimating. He mm-hmm. will use the gridlock as leverage. Uh-huh. He, will, he will say to the Democrats, you want this particular thing passed? You are doing lousy in the polls. I am still popular. You will do things more my way than you will ever have expected. And he will use his leverage to get more things done than any other president could because he's not about the future. And in other words, he's not about trying to stay a career politician like the senators and the congressmen have. He's about trying to get things done for the American people within the eight years that he does have as a president. And he will mm-hmm. use the gridlocks against the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And he started that already today in the press conference by naming the things that he would like to work with them on and opening the door for them to come in. And so if they're going to tie everything up with investigations, well, you know, that's on them. Mm-hmm. And again, 2020 comes around. So, so we have two years where we may not get as much done as we would have liked, but we also don't have 36 to 40 rhinos and neo-Republicans that would be in office if they did not retire had they won their uh, re-election, which was very possible. Instead, we got new people to replace them, which mm-hmm. is good. <laughs> and, again, we may have lost 26, but that doesn't mean we won't gain 26 next time. Well, big picture, big picture. I certainly appreciate your optimism. Uh, Robert, Why, thank you. <laughs> so I think it's a mic turn, right? Or not yet? Go ahead. Okay, thank you very much. You know, uh, we congratulate Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, from uh, New York that she's going to go to House of Representatives. And she is Socialist Democrat uh, Party of USA. And we hope that with other Democrats, they can uh, help the Medicare for all people, uh, healthcare for all people, and uh, also, uh, you know, free education for every citizen of the United States. Even if you're 99 years old, you want to go to university? Yes, you can. Robert, may I chime in? It's Kavika. <laughs> What what uh, what did you say? I mean, I yeah. know you say this fast. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, Ocasio Cortez, Cortez, and uh, Ulam, whatever from Minnesota, they're going to learn a very painful lesson about how Congress works. They are going to be the outsiders that no one's going to want to pay attention to. 
like I said, man, Democrats, are, if, they, if they do not legislate and then they investigate, they're going to see what happens. Uh, they're going to have the same episode that Republicans had before Clinton left because all they wanted to do was focus on impeachment. And Clinton just spun it around and said they're just worried about impeachment. We're doing the same thing again with Trump. They're saying, why is Trump doing this? Why is Trump? Economy's good. Why would I care? Same thing with Clinton. Economy's okay. good. Why would I care? The only difference is, is that Bill Clinton lied. TBHM, treason, bribery, high crimes, misdemeanor. That was a misdemeanor, and he had grounds for impeachment. There is no way. Now, Mike, over here, there is no way we can do a Medicare for all, a Medicaid for all, or education for all. Yes, you can. I'm still talking. Richest okay? country in the world. In 10 years, no, it does not matter. In 10 years, it would cost about. Oh, don't. Yeah, look, it's not interrupt. Go ahead. And if you did, no, hold on. And if you wanted to do all the things that she wants, Bernie Sanders wants, all these socialists, it's going to cost a combined total of $216 trillion. That means each individual better raise a GDP of 40000 each on top of what they're making. There is no way you will bankrupt the country. That's not how it works. You, it's, uh, all these ideas of you know Medicare for all, social care, social uh, social security for all, it doesn't work, okay. And also too so, so, in this country we are a free we are a free republic. I cannot tell an employer you're going to work. I'm going to work for you, but I'm going to tell you what to do. Or I cannot tell these doctors you're going to work for free, and that's just what it is. We're having it. We're having a crisis right now in Canada. There's a lot of Canadian doctors who are immigrating here legally to practice medicine. Because the socialized medicine, they don't get paid anything. They're told what to do, and they're in a bind in a system, and they're in massive deficits right now. That's what the media is not talking about. Canada is hurting, especially because of these tariffs. They're hurting hard. But Canada also passed laws where bad stuff can't come out of there. Sometimes we get it. Sometimes we don't. But most of the time, bad press does not come from Canada. That's why everyone thinks it's a, it's a utopia. But the truth is they're struggling. Um, okay, first of all, uh, let me answer uh, the other gentleman. I forgot your name, but you know, is uh, we are one of the richest country in the world. Okay, so well, so okay, don't come and uh, we we are richest. I mean, not only we can take care of our own citizens, we can also bring some more people from other country as well too. So don't tell me that uh, you know uh, it's it's impossible that Canada. Yes, it's great uh, healthcare system. England, great health system. Europe, all ECU, uh, EU, European Union, all the 18 countries or 20 countries together. So all of them uh, has a great healthcare system. You should not be worried, my friend. You have a house right now. Why should you be worried if something happens, God forbid, to your, uh, say, anyone? any of your beloved ones, okay? You take them to hospital. If you don't have enough health care system, a good health care system, you lose your house. Then you will come. At that time, you say, where is Mike? I want to talk to Mike. Yes. Mike, I'm going to tell you, you. Okay, I'm gonna tell a story right now, okay? I go through socialized medicine right now. It's called the VA, and I'm getting actually kind of aggravated here because how they're fucking me in the ass. I've been there three times, and they can't get it right. The VA service has 3.8 million vets. They can't even get that right. You think they can get 350 million citizens, not to mention these so-called open borders? That's not how it works. That is not the real world. 
sucks, okay? Life sucks. Okay. I cannot tell somebody to work for me for free. Nothing is for free. When okay. I hear free, that means more taxes. That means the rich who are providing jobs are going to get taxed more. Look at the, okay, I want you to look at the election results over here in Hawaii. Everybody's praising that David Ige and every Democrat took the, uh, you know, won the House and Senate over here. But guess what? They're proposing a fifteen dollar minimum a minimum wage. They're also proposing prepaid leave, prepaid all this. But guess what? It comes from taxes, my taxes, which I could barely afford to live over here. So what the two things would happen, all right? Either my employer, they're gonna cut hours, or they're just gonna fire me. They can't afford it. The rich are gonna leave. The rich are leaving here left and right from these states. Same thing in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, uh Miami. Chicago, uh, not Chicago, yeah. you were Boston. There's no way you could pay for it. Now, in a perfect society, it could happen. But guess what? We're not, man. We're not in a perfect society. And okay. let, let me remind you, what, is the, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Thou shall not cover thy neighbor's wife or goods. That's what we're doing. We're in okay. of other people. Go ahead. Robert, well, let's okay, let's Kelly. Kelly but... Okay. Well, but well, let's well, we want to bring Kelly in. We have a real... Well, we talk, try to take turns, okay. sir, Mike. Let's get Kelly in here. He'd okay. like to have some response. Go ahead, Kelly. I think he he has been dropped, my friend. Kelly, uh, Kelly can you hear us? Yeah. Mike, here, you I, here I am. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. I'm sorry. I, Are you? Okay. Go ahead, please. Go ahead, well, please, my friend. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, Mike, hey, you know, I'm really glad we have a resident liberal on the show because – we need another perspective. I'm on a board, um, political board, and we. Uh, I, I said today, you know what? We need a woman. We need a woman on the board. It's good to have other perspectives. A community has really benefited when there's many, many perspectives, especially the collective. The collective is always blessed. So I want to ask you, Mike, what 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 you have for breakfast? What I do. <laughs> Uh, really, uh, I mean, I, I like to pass from you. Well, okay, I, I, I'm just guessing because if if I understand what you eat for breakfast and I start eating the same breakfast, then maybe I would understand you better. You know, maybe I'm thinking cereal, cereal of, uh, you know, shredded um, yeah. yeah, wheat made or... Cornflakes, yeah. cornflakes made in Ohio that this guy... He, uh, people worked there for 25 years, and everybody getting like uh, 20 plus uh, uh, hours. And then what happened? Cornflakes came and and told everybody, "You are fired." And then what happened, my friend? They went to unemployment, and they were pissed because they had house, good houses, good cars, everything. And Cornflakes uh, told them, "Hell, get the hell out of here, because you are making too much money." And then what happened? They went to unemployment after six months. It says, please, please come back to us. But now I want you to start again from $8 an hour or $7.75. Is this fair, wow. my friend? Mike, can you like tell me? So, so are okay, you, are you, uh, whoops, I'd like to get in another chance. Oh, one at a time, there. guys. So, so Mike, I, I, okay, so you eat cornflakes. I thought it was, Maybe uh, frosted flakes or Fruit Loops, but uh, um, you know, like back to the guy on the microphone. I like Fruit Loops, Kelly. But go ahead. <laughs> you like Fruit Loops, okay? That's one of my well, favorite cereals. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if I eat Fruit Everybody Loops, I'll understand Mike better. That's fine. Variety is good. Variety is good, and the diversity is good. 
and clashes of the different opinion, real truth shall come out. Go ahead, Luis. Okay, so fruit, so fruit Loops, maybe. All right, maybe that that'll help me understand your perspective. So um, basically, um, I watched a video tonight from a, a news source about the microphone thing. And, you know, you came out saying, oh, Trump is so rude and mean and obnoxious. And it's like, this guy, no, this guy, compared to other liberal CNN, ABC, compared to his own political thinking, this guy was just point blank rude and obnoxious. And I don't, I don't blame Trump for suspending his press pass because there's social norms. I mean, this is so, so welcome to martial law. Welcome to martial law, USA. <laughs> so, so kicking, so suspending <laughs> a press means the, the martial law comes next. Okay, I'll eat more fruit loops. Um, <laughs> okay, so thank you. <laughs> I'm, you know, Mike, I'm starting to like you, even though I disagree with you. I'm starting to like That's you. That's right. Okay. I love you. It was, <laughs> I love Suzette, Annette, Jill, whatever her name is. God bless her too. Well, would you take my fruit loops? Would you take my fruit loops and give to other people? What kind of fruit? Fruit Loops cereal. Would you take my Fruit Loops? So I'm deciding. Oh, to... cereal, cereal. But no, no, no. I I don't take cereal because it's baby. this guy. He fired so many of the employees at twenty dollar plus. I don't want support cereal in Singapore. Hell with the cereals. Did 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 Trump fire these people? The cornflake people? No, no, no. This is a story. Is about like uh, twelve years old, but. Still, you know, those workers had a good job, good benefits, and good, uh, you know, and suddenly everything is uh, messed up. That's not. I want to know why we're talking about cereal. (laughs) Fruit Loops. It's a subtle thing. Think about it. Fruit Loops. Oh, I got you, but I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm starting to like Mike. What's the deal? I just like this guy. Okay. So okay, we can just. By the way, Mike. By the way, Mike. Yes. Yesterday, I voted for the Native American, and she's a Democrat. I I don't I don't agree with her policies. I'm a libertarian. But you know what? There's only been one Native American elected to California legislature. I voted for her. Why? Because the Native American people deserve representation in the state of California, and I voted for her. Nice. I, I, I adore you too. No problem. Thank you very much. Jim Condit so. Jr., you're on deck. Hello? Do we miss uh, somebody yeah, or what? Anybody else? Suzette goes. Suzette, you can go first. Ladies first. Jim Condit Jr. tried three or four times to get in and keep Yeah, let's get yeah, Jim, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Step away for a moment. So I remissed on my uh my duties for moderating, but I had to step away for a minute. But go ahead, Jim. Maybe well maybe he's listening on speaker and it's maybe there's a time lapse there. Uh, uh. I know Jim also. It's good. He's the friend of mine. Go ahead, sir. I still I still see Jim on the line. However, I just got a, a text that he may not uh, be able to 
uh, chime in. We uh, might be able to him do a uh, a three way call with uh, with Kelly. I don't know, but um, but uh, please don't uh, do something that we all disconnect, my friend. Please let us talk. You know. Uh, it looks, it looks like you guys disconnected, though. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I see I Jim still that. on the line, but maybe we can work something out there. Uh, well, let's go ahead and. Okay. Um, what about John? John hasn't said much except doing that good infomercial. Right, right. He did an outstanding job. What are his opinions on what we've been talking about? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he isn't uh, okay. yet, so we can definitely uh, bring it back over to you. John, go ahead. And while they, they're okay. working that out, go ahead. Yeah, well, I think there's been a whole lot of good interaction going on, and I've just been kind of listening and enjoying the show. But uh, definitely I have a few points. Um, the point that I think we're missing, or one of the points that we miss, is whenever Kelly and Jim Condit were trying to stress the point of making sure that our election systems have integrity throughout the chain of custody to justify the fact that what we think happened actually happened. In other words, all, the, all of us hear the media and all the different social network groups and stuff saying, oh, the Democrats this, the Democrats this, the Democrats took the House and whatnot, when the reality is what Jim was trying to point out is that if we make sure that the election systems have integrity throughout the chain of custody, we will know without a doubt who actually won because the possibility is that the Republicans actually did take everything back or at least retained it. But because we're too busy talking about politics and other stuff and not realizing what him and Kelly were trying to point out, we're missing that point when actually it would actually give us the answer and it would be a lot more clear and we would we would not be wondering, you know, because we're just listening to all the media tell us what they want us to hear. Well, remember, the media is owned by six corporations, and 95% of those corporations that they're a part of are all, you know, globalist, elitist, and they want to spew all this divide-and-conquer nonsense strategy in order to keep us fighting at each other and not actually working for solutions because they – are sitting in their marble houses and, or ivory towers, and they're actually talking with each other and putting the plans together, and then they're implementing using the, you know, they're the big rig lords, and then they get their vassals working, and we're all the serfs. And so we're running around and poking each other and talking nonsense at each other while they're setting up in their ivory towers planning all the plans to get us to continue to give up our freedoms and our liberty and let them continue to control us, and we can't organize ourselves to combat it. So we're just lost up the creek without a paddle. Now, I do agree with the point that you guys were making it as far as, you know, this could have been worse. You know, it was, instead of it being a blue wave, it ended up being like a blue drool or slobber as opposed yeah, to a blue that's wave. Way put it. I like that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other aspect of it, too, is I think a lot of these lamestream media need a good old boy-fashioned butt-kicking and to get them to wake up to uh, start respect. Hold on, everybody, mute your phone if you're trying to do stuff in the background. I'm hearing some static nonsense. So while you're not yeah. talking, please mute your phone as a respect to the rest of us who are listening or talking. 
But um, the point that I was going to make on that is during that meeting, whenever Jim Acosta, the first thing he stood up is started trying to dictate to Trump what the morals were about this group of people coming up from the South. Why do you call them invaders, you know? And Trump hey, we got some, hold on, John. We, got, we do got some background stuff going on, so let's go ahead and mute your mics. If you're not uh, talking, if you got some background stuff going on, uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and so Trump pointed out to Mr. Acosta, well, hey, we just have a different of opinion. I called them invaders, and you want to call them something else. And then Jim Acosta kept trying to push his uh, morality or his opinion of how to define these. Like, you know, Trump's a bad guy for defining them as invaders or whatnot. And I'm like, hey, Mr. Acosta, who made you God to try to define what morality was to how to label these people? Because, number one, we, the people of the United States of America, we have a constitutional representative republic. And every legal United States citizen gets is supposed to, in theory anyway, not the reality of how it works out. But in theory, we're supposed to all have the same privileges and immunities of defining our own burdens and encumbrances. And so, therefore, whenever you think about all these media people, the CNN and Fox and MSNBC, all they're trying to do is to create a paradigm, mental paradigm change to get us to buy into their um, philosophy, which is sown by the elitist um, globalist Luciferians who want to exclusively govern and make you the serf, and they want to continue to be the lords. And we are not, we're not seeing that particular side of the conversation for some reason. And we're, we're being okay, distracted by... Hold up, Mike. Hold up. Okay. And we're being distracted by all of these other um, issues and not really looking at how to plan to overcome the problem. So we're just like pigs being led to the slaughter. Back to you, host Robert. Okay, as I'm uh, looking through uh, the line here, I got some texts uh, going on as well. Let's go ahead and uh, bring it back uh, to you, Suzette. I mean, her name is Annette. On that. With, I agree with Annette. Uh, with uh, everything John has said. So we got um, Kelly and uh, Jim are, are trying to get a conference call. So hopefully we'll be able to hear from them both soon. Go ahead, Suzette. Oh, okay. And uh, he's absolutely right. You know, somewhere along the lines, there's always going to be bad actors. And initially, when we had begun our election processes and left it up to each state as they are sovereign and yet we are united as one. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of voter fraud or, or anything hinky going on. I'm only guessing, but I imagine that there wasn't, only because it was a different time. People had honor and integrity, and it was important to them to get things like that right because it meant uh, breaking, making or breaking our country as far as the vote and how they went. And now, I mean, back then it was, something i mean it was everything for someone your word is your bond you know you were your word and now that means nothing and now we have several bad actors because they can't win on policy find other ways around <laughs> basically cheat you know i'll just call a spade for spade um i'm not saying that that occurred in this election but i suspect that i have no evidence 
And that's why it is vitally important to get this election process back in order. And because, uh, you know, these elections are affected. We are affected. The people, we the people. And we the people are supposed to be in charge of our own government. We're supposed to tell them what to do, not the other way around, <laughs> and definitely not have one dominate as far as parties go. I, I'm not thrilled about the two-system party. I haven't been for a long time. And and if we don't get this under control and we don't have an honest, as honest as possible, that is, because we are human, um, then it's just going to keep going back and forth. And we'll be taking two, you are, know, one step forward, two steps we are back. Screwed. We are screwed. Yes, absolutely yeah. right. You are, you are saying the correct thing, but because government of people, by the people, for the people, doesn't exist at this time and never existed from the day one this beautiful country came, came to existence. You know, because all, this is the government of aristocracy, like a Queen of London, like a, all the rich people came here and then they decided from the first president to, to the Trump who's going to be the president, who's going to be in the House of Rep, who's going to be Senate, your vote. As the other gentleman there was saying that, yes, he went uh, about uh, maybe a little bit away from the Sen uh, polling machines, and he found out a lot of uh, wireless, uh, you know, <coughs> about uh, the machines, the voting machine wireless, was uh, going so that's subject to hacking i mean first of all they could hide their network easily and if there uh, whoever put these machines on first of all we don't know even even if they have updated this machine after uh what two years uh, or, or four years back we don't know and and if you don't have updates then for sure easily Boom, that you can manipulate the uh, voting machine. So therefore, uh, you know, yes, it's, it's you, you, we, uh, we, the people of America vote, but at the end result, uh, they give us House of Rep for Democrats. To me, Democrats and Republican are the two heads of the snake. It's the same crap, same shit. I'm sorry to say that, but it is is little bit different. Uh, the other one wants a little bit more food. The other one wants less food. The other one wants to put the head right. The other one put the head to the left. So that that's how it is. As long as we are, don't have multiple, multiple, multiple party system in United States of America, that this is end of America already. Because we we cannot just keep going. Uh, oh, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, Republican. What the hell is that? Is the funniest in the world. Every, Singapore has a multi 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 party systems here. When when they do uh, elections, etc. India from U uh, Europe, U EU, European Union. Uh, look at Canada too. Canada is not only uh, uh, two-party two system, they have multi-multiple party systems. But, you know, we never 
uh, tried it or we never, we always attach, oh, they are two-party system. They are, oh, if we go to another party or libertarian or green party or socialist equality party or socialism or, or the, oh, these are bad, these are, oh, no. Is it good for the country? Because then they will learn next time to respect the will of the people. If you if we don't want any illegals come uh, to the USA, then the, they will not let anybody in. And already we know among these groups, Carbon One, there are terrorists, there are ISIS. Uh, inside them, we already have inside information from the uh, pictures we have seen, and we zoom it in and out, and they already have MS-13 in them because they give them sign of MS-13. So we we must, uh, you know, to differentiate all these people out already. So maybe out of one caravan, maybe if we can get two hundred, is two is already enough. The rest they have to go get the hell to Mexico. Go ahead, hey, Jim. Real quick, uh, Jim, send me a, a text with uh, some the website for people to check out. Um, thisageofplenty.com. So uh, check that out. Thisageofplenty.com. Um, and thank you, Jim, for sending that over to us. Okay. Venus Project. Just Google it, Venus Project, V-E-N-U-S Project, and then go to their uh, website. It's very good information. Okay, Suzette, Annette, go ahead, please. I just wanted to mention that when when our country was first founded, when our country was first founded, it wasn't uh, elected House and elected Senate. Uh, We had elected House members, and those House members chose the Senate members to represent the state. So there were, it was a more of a, I don't know, as far as a, a together type Congress, because they were, you know, you chose who your senator would be. It wasn't a vote. And so you had a closer knit Congress, whatever party they be. And so, I mean, for that matter, you could have had a Republican choose a, a Democrat senator um, to represent the state. Uh, and so it was different back then, but now we vote for both. And there's a lot of of, um, you know, tension a lot of because people want different things. They can't be united for the country, and that just baffles my mind how much that they're self-fulfilling. But why can't we be united? Why can't we be united for the love of the United States and respect all each other, get all along with each other as we get along in this show? Uh, we all have a different views, different perspective, but we ha- so I, this is my second time with you or third time. But we all respect each other. We all love each other. I mean, I don't have enmity with you or any of other people. I love you all. And because I'm part of you and you are part of me. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Mike, yeah, I just wanted to We're on this show. We're only here for just a brief moment of time each week. If we had to interface with each other every day, I guess I guarantee you it would rub on us. Because definitely no, we no, no, talk no, I would give you. I give you Turkish. I give you Turkish tea, my friend, or coffee. You will be my friend for life. Go ahead. 
well, I don't, I mean, I look at, like Kavika was talking about earlier, you know, the, everything that the government spends is comes from the pockets of we the people. And so, therefore, the people that earn a living and actually go out and work, they're the ones that gets the money taken out of their pocket in, in order to help everybody else. And if you're going to use the government as a weapon to get your socialist stuff going, then I get to use a weapon to get your, you know, as self-defense to get you off my back. Well, uh, you know, then, <laughs> still I give you Turkish coffee, maybe you change your mind, my friend. Hmm. The universal answer, right? Okay, let me answer you, uh, Mike, about why people don't get along. A lot of immigrants come from peasant countries. If not peasant countries, and they come from peasant conditions within those countries. When they come over here, they don't have American values, even though you think they should, because they're over here to experience freedom. But a lot of immigrants, when they come over here, are here to experience welfare. And those who aren't here to experience welfare are here to work for very cheap wages, which brings down... Uh, the cost of wages, um, yet the Americans can't engage in that. You know why? Because if an employer wants to hire an American, the American knows enough about the law to say the minimum wage is such and such. That's what I like to get paid. I didn't go to college in order to come over here for you to pay me nine bucks an hour. Yet the immigrant, when he comes over here, he's lucky to have a job. As a matter of fact, I want to know how these illegals... Um, have a plan. How, how, do they, how the hell do they figure, especially along uh, the lines of the caravans, that when they get over here, cross over the border, how are they going to sleep? How are they going to eat? How are they going to get a job? Where are they going to stay? Okay? Now, that's, now it has to be funded. The other thing is the exact same thing. What, Bob? Mm-hmm. I talked about that last okay. week. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, she did touch it. Susan oh, okay. talked about it last last week. I refreshed you guys. She said they come here, they take EBT from us, and they take medical uh, uh, for, uh, medical, and then uh, uh, while homeless U.S. citizens sleep hungry on our streets. Well, those were very good points. Okay, those are very valid points. Kavika was telling about uh, the VA. I'm a vet. I don't go to the vet. You They treat the vets as though they are the enemy. Mm-hmm. I don't go to the VA. All right. But I am sorry. Uh, they do bad things to you or do not, don't take care of your issues. We, the people of America, with you all. We are, because, you know, we know you go to the, where well, probably you went to Iraq, etc. Uh, but, you know, uh, or Vietnam maybe. But still, um, your voice is young, so you might go on to well, Iraq to or Afghanistan. Them, I tried to offer them Turkish tea, but it didn't do any good. So, um, okay, maybe, maybe maybe give them an Italian coffee. Yeah, I'll give them, I'll give them Italian change. espresso. Yeah. But besides that, those maybe, are the reasons why we don't yeah. get along. People come over here. There's 40 million who have been admitted into the United States since 1970 who have gotten their green card. Those are the legal ones. Their children become Americans, but it's very hard, and I don't blame the immigrants when they come over here, that they can't assimilate. I don't blame them when they want to watch soccer and not football and baseball. But their children, they assimilate. Hopefully they assimilate. But now we've had such an onrush and an influx of, uh, of immigrants coming across the borders, jumping in line of the ones who are trying to get here legally, that... Mm-hmm. Okay, they are taking jobs away, not only from the lower classes, the blue-collar workers, 
the lettuce pickers, etc. They're taking jobs away, as you, a lot of people here on the line will probably know. There are 250,000 students, H1, I think they're H1B visas, students from, mm -hmm. who come over here. Yeah, they come from India, they come yeah, from India, and they come from up China, Americans. because, Mike, because we Americans. Up, Mike, they're taking up Because the we Americans don't, don't have the oh, right oh, job. Mike, let, let, we, let him finish. We don't, let's okay. not jump in over each other. Good. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Joe, they're, um, they're, they're taking up spaces in the classrooms. Okay? Sorry, Joe. There's a, simple yeah, Joe. Of, <laughs> there's a simple law of physics which says two bodies cannot occupy the same space at the same time. That same law should apply to economics. You can't have a job that's being taken by one person and also work at the, along, <clears throat> at the same time by another person. So when H-1B visas are over here, and they stay, they don't go back to the countries all the time, and they're not being tracked. We also have a catch-and-release program by people down there at the border who are paid, and I'm talking about the corrupt ICE, ICE individuals or those who, are, who have given up, who when an illegal comes across, they bring them over to the, uh, to the American side, and then they release them. There's a plan in place. There have been illegals who have been deported Three, four, five, six, seven times been arrested over here. Three, four, five, six, seven times, and then have been released. Why is that? There is corruption all over the United States. But since we as Americans, we can get into our cars and our trucks, and we can go from place to place, we think we're free. We're not free. Our email is being tracked. This phone call is being tracked. Your phone calls on your cells and landlines have been tracked for years. And That's when, fine. Let them track it. Whoa. So weird, okay, there, there goes um, one of the problems right there. You think that the government is your friend. If the government is comprised of strangers who have put on a nice little show, a nice little dog and pony show, in order to impress the American people that these representatives are going to act in our, in our interest. They do not act in our interest regardless of whether they've been past attorney generals, past governors, etc. The history of the United States shows that. You cannot tell me that people who occupy the House and the Senate who have been there for 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 years, 20 years, etc., that they, when they pass laws, that they are bills that they haven't even read because 96% of the bills are not read when they're passed. But the bills that are passed and the congressmen who pass them when they feel or see that the bills have not worked out, you cannot tell me that over the course of time that people who are supposed to have a heart, a soul, and responsibility do not take it upon themselves to try to correct the, um, the mistakes that they made. When they do not do that, then I say, how many times do you have to see the Titanic sink in front of you before you realize it's sabotage? And I'm finished. I just would like okay. to add, as uh, far as the culture change, wow. too, when you have an influx of a yeah, yeah, go ahead. coming from a specific that... country, when you have an influx of people from a specific country, it changes the culture. It's come to the point to where it's not just the lettuce picking job. It's come to the point to where my HR department, when they hire, they put in there, prefer bilingual or bilingual only well go learn go learn uh, another languages go learn spanish hola como esta mucho gusto uh, go, go learn, uh, but when i go to mexico they no. don't accommodate me 
when I go to another country that, that does not speak English, if I go to Japan, I go to China. Uh, yeah, if you go to France, they don't speak your English, even if exactly. they know English. But, but yes, if yes, you go yes, to yes, France, let me chime in again. If you go to France or Germany or England. No, let me talk, my friend. You, I okay. let you to talk. Okay, it's time for me to talk, my No, but I give it to you because I love you. Go ahead. Okay. If you go to Germany or France or England, the major problems they have besides their corrupt politicians are the, are the migrants, those people who have not assimilated, the children may or may not be assimilating, but the birth rate and the influx of migrants entering those countries is greater than the birth rate of the natives in Germany. I don't know about all, all three of Germany, France, and England, but at least one of those countries. And I think, as a matter of fact, in America, our birth rate is slower than the birth rate of the immigrants who are now over here. That's that correct. is not a good sign. Because, yeah, because they of do not, food, because they, they contaminated the food, because of the chemtrails, because of the uh, you know all the in Detroit or Flint, Michigan, if or many other cities, there is a lead in the, in the water, and the, uh, uh, where is that uh, Flint, Michigan? So far, they have changed 600 pipes in the city. It's still, 2,000 pipes they need to go in order to eliminate the lead. But you think they don't give a damn. They, or they never put the money that we give them, you, me, uh, Suzette, and Jim, and everybody, and Robert, all of us. But then they spend it, they give it, it's like a donation. They give it to Europe, give it to uh, XYZ country, XYZ country, and then they have the roads are then like why, a third country, my friend. Then why? Uh, and, and why do you want to give them power? <laughs> okay, Suzette, you took my fun. We, we are, we are. <laughs> but, but we need a government of people by I'm the sorry. people before the people. We need a government of people by the people for the people. As long as we don't. We are the same crap. Uh, right. What is you your solution, Michael? My solution mm. is to bring, uh, you know, don't vote. Say that one more time. To do if what? you don't vote, you don't vote. Okay, whenever CNN goes, whenever Fox goes, wherever uh, many other... Uh, a TV station around the globe goes, the vote is empty. The place the people vote are empty. Wow, what happened? And then suddenly they say, people uh, vote out of 350 million. Then mm. we know it's already uh, light. You see? Because uh, it's empty. If, if, it's, if it's a little bit they show in the here TV from Singapore. I don't even that, think. <laughs> I don't even think that's the that's the solution unless you get the Dems and the Republicans out, both parties. Because as long as you have the Democratic Party and the Republican Party in there, you have two crooked parties, just like you would have the Sopranos and the Genovese controlling an organization. So it doesn't matter if you have the Republicans in control or Democrats in control. They're all vying for the same piece of the pie at the expense of the American taxpayer. Exactly. American that's citizens. what I said. Two heads of uh, one is snake with the two heads. One is Republican, one is Democrat. That's exactly but what I you said. still have faith in government, and you want to continue to vote in either the Democrats or the Republicans. Most people, 99% of the people in America, even though they're so-called because, awakened. Because they train you. They that's, train what us about like to to. that's what I'm about to get to. Most go people go go are victims of the 1984 mentality, the famous line within the book yeah. that says that 
It's amazing how people can hold two mutually exclusive thoughts in their brain, know that both thoughts are mutually exclusive, but think that both thoughts are true. That's the way the American brain, all the, all the, the brain of the homo sapiens works. So it doesn't matter who we vote for unless we vote them both out. Okay, I have seen many countries. I'm sure you have seen many countries because you were in Iraq, Kuwait, and Afghanistan, most probably, because your voice is still young, my friend. Uh, anyway, uh, the question is... Okay, Turkish, yes, my friend. Uh, my friend, you know when uh, you see Europe, they put the money, whatever it's happened, is in their country. The roads are smooth. For example, low-income housing, if they have, for the people, uh, they have, they they keep it clean. They keep it uh, if if you have something wrong with it, but uh, they fix it right away. And here in United States, if you live in a low-income housing, or if if you say, oh my gosh, come and fix this, 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 they treat you like a crap. Like like the, you are a piece of. Why you come here to, to tell me to come fix this? Shut up. Stay there and uh, have no, for example, no air condition. That's the difference, my friend. When you go to Europe, you will see people are happy, happier. People are not using against each other. People uh, open. If you talk to a European about any subject. They talk to you, and they're very, very much uh, knowledge, knowledgeable. But in the United States, we are not knowledgeable. I mean, we think that there is only a, a heaven for all of us is Democrat or Republican. Uh, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, part of the Republican-Democrat issue when it comes to these parties things is the Democrats and Republicans have went into the states and rigged all the rules and the laws in order to favor them in the election process. Because really, if you want to group up and you know have a collective, like whether it be Libertarian or whatever group, you know, uh, Constitutional Party or whatever, that's not the problem. The problem is because the two main parties, Democrat and Republican, have went in and corrupted the laws, to, which is actually a violation of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And, for, and just because, I guess, the ignorance of so many Americans that work within our municipalities throughout our country, they allow it to happen. It's like that's why we're having some of the problems. And that may be what you're referring to, Mike, in the sense that we're not knowledgeable well, to a certain degree, some of us, all of us, are ignorant about something. You know, it's a, everybody, exactly. every one of us, every one of us is super smart and an expert in the thing that we've been knowledgeable about. But as soon as you bring up something that we're not knowledgeable about, we're ignorant. Absolutely. Because the two-party or, 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 system is being the two-party system it, is somebody keeps. Making background noise. It's a crime. It's a, it's a crime against humanity. It's a crime against humanity because they took us all hostage. You are hostage of the the Republican. Republicans say, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I come. I do this and same as Democrat. But Democrat, the only things they do for you, they give you free education, free healthcare. All those two, I mean, many people love it, but then that's it. But the rest, they don't see the rest of Democrats who are in a, a, a 
Democratic and, Party. And, and ladies, like yeah, and ladies, gentlemen, I do see the. Uh, I do see what time we've got here, and it's probably uh, time to uh, take, do our do our final thoughts for everybody. Each person's got about a minute and a half or so uh, to do that. So we'll go down the line um, here uh, as I go. Uh, first, we will um, have yourself, uh, Joe. Uh, you can uh, okay. do the first one. Then, uh, Kavika, you still out there? Still here. All right. Okay. Then we got Kavika. You'll go second. Uh, and then we'll have uh, yourself, John, and then um, we'll have uh, you, uh, uh, Suzette, and then Mike, and then I'll have the closing body. we got about you know, a minute and a half, maybe two, for their closing thoughts of uh, tonight's topic and perhaps uh, moving forward to, to next week. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, bring it uh, first to you, John. Good. All right. I'll defer my time to anybody. As I, Bob, you can give it to anybody else. Um, Go ahead, John. I thought it was Joe and then Kavika. Let me look at my phone here. You are correct. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kavika. You 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 you're uh, more on task than I am, John. Go ahead. We have two. You should be my producer now. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kavika. Uh, okay. Uh, first off, I do want to apologize for saying the uh, F-bomb and the A-bomb in one sentence. I shouldn't have said that. But enough. That is, that's socialized medicine, and that's what it is. They will screw you six ways from Sunday. You are nothing but a number to them. Uh, interesting conversation tonight, but, uh, you know, I agree and I disagree. You know, there is a system that holds us down, and, you know, I agree with uh, most. Yes, Republic, Democrats and Republicans, they went in there and they raided to their uh, – to their liking, you know, we call that gerrymandering, and we have to get we have to get rid of that. Uh, closing thoughts. Let's just uh, hope that Republicans, till the uh, end of the year, work with the president, get bills passed, and when the Democrats come on, let's pray that they go back to the centrist ideologies of James Carville, Tip O'Neill, old school Joe Biden, old school Dianne Feinstein, uh, Chuck Schumer, and dare I say, Bill Clinton. If not, Republicans will regroup, take back the House, and Trump will win in a landslide in 2020. Uh, that's all I have to say. Well, then, I'll, uh, now, John, I'll bring it over to yourself. Yeah, again, a spirited conversation this evening, everybody. I hope you're talking to all your friends and neighbors and letting them know to come on and share their point of perspective. If you shut me up and I don't have to talk, as long as you're talking this thing, and helping me grow, and I get to jump in every now and then, that's all good. Because we definitely have to look at figuring out how to unite and work together. Otherwise, divided we fall, and we have to be super careful about how we do the talking because I think part of the division is, you know, coming from the fact that we tend to get uh, offended by something that somebody says, and then we kind of – have a snide or snarky remark that's kind of a personal attack and we have to be super careful about that but at the same time you know we got to try to be a bit realistic in the practical reasoning of talking together and figure out how we can unite in the policies that will help defeat this exclusive governing group that wants to rule over all of us and deny us our right to self-determine our own burdens and encumbrances of self-governing, you know, stop this uh, 
rule of man deceitfully masquerading under the color of law. Back to you, Rob. Well, unfortunately, it looks like we uh, lost Mike. Uh, so that uh, uh, H.C. that was hoping to get some closing comments. Always uh, great hearing him on. Uh, but again, yeah, certainly, folks, uh, John states, uh, definitely share out the link uh, for tonight's show. Uh, if you just uh, have the call-in number and you call in and don't have the link, uh, you can go to Blog Talk Radio by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. You can just search for Bard's Logic Political Talk. You'll find it, and you'll give uh, the link to the show that you can uh, give up to folks either through text or email or, or Facebook or Twitter or whatever you guys uh, do. I'd uh, really appreciate it, uh, you know, getting uh, the word out on the show. But let's go ahead and uh, bring it to you, Suzette. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Robert. Well, first of all, thank you for having the show so and this platform so that people like me and Mike and Kelly and John and everyone that joined in and joins in every week and have an open discussion. I think the technology, while it works in wondrous ways, it also hinders us in wondrous ways in that we don't communicate face-to-face. I mean, you could say a few words and rather than call you text and instead of having some form of interaction and we lack that and the more we lack that the more issues we're going to have and the more divisive we're going to be if we can't express emotion face to face so that another human being can see how we're reacting rather than just through exclamations and emojis then you don't understand what that person is reacting to or feeling or thinking um, it's very important that we do that, and we're missing that so much. So I agree with uh, the closing statements thus far, and that's all I have to say. Thank you, Robert. Well, you're welcome. And of course, uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, coming to tonight's show and all the subsequent shows. And uh, next week, uh, uh, I had someone send me some information. We may cover that next week. I I'll think check it's my, my email. So they sent from the... Hello? Uh, sorry. Robert, my turn too. Oh, there go you are. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Week. I thought it seen it. Yes. I thought it seen it dropped your call. No. Great. Go ahead and uh, no, 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 uh, no, give your closing no. thoughts. I, I thought it seen the, the call drop. Go yeah. ahead. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate Robert, and I hope you send your daughter to Italia, and also make sure they get national ID card as soon as she arrives in uh, Europe, uh, in Italia. And uh, just uh, make sure she follow all the rules and regulation of the Italia. Educate her before you go so she doesn't get in trouble. Regarding uh, uh, right now, billionaires, corporate money swing towards Democrats. So the winning Democrats is born, uh, now billionaires uh, from Microsoft, Amazon, and all other companies sending money to Democrats for the next uh, time. So you see, while UPS fright team is there to vote, vote yes or face lockout and lose your health care. So uh, you can go to WSWS.org for further information. Thank you very much, and I love you all. You're welcome. Uh, you too, and I appreciate it. Yes, uh, you know, working on it. Uh, she's she's going with like 38 other students from her school, um, and that for is going to be you know I think for each six uh, kids it's going to be one chaperone. Unfortunately, I will not be going, um, uh, so I'm kind of envious in a couple of things that she'll be able to see there. 
Um, you can uh, see more about uh, her trip there actually from the website uh, by going to www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. I got a little donation page there uh, on the give page with other organizations there if you, uh, you'd like to check that out. Uh, but, yeah, there's, uh, she's going to yeah. get to see uh, the Coliseum, and then also um, she's also going to get to see the Vatican. Now, she's Catholic. I'm not. So she's you know, pretty excited about that. Um, but, but, but that's, and then uh, she'll but, be able but, to but see Capri, sure. which I'm, I'm envious of. Hmm? Make sure she obeys the laws of Vatican and Rome. I mean, she is going Rome, right? Italy, Italia. But yeah. then she's going to. Uh, it's totally different uh, uh, kind of policies they have. So as soon as she enters the Vatican, she needs to obey the laws of Vatican. Just you know, educator. Just. Uh, oh no, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm presuming at least the people who she's traveling with there know those as well. And it is going to hurt your right to get uh, get acquainted with some of those myself. Um, you know, so and I, t- <laughs> yeah, I mean she's got her you know she's got her passport and all that already. Um, right. So I, we're, we're we're ready to go on sure that. Make sure they have um, registered with U.S. Embassy. Make sure they go to be the U.S. Embassy right away. Register that they're in the country. Oh, that's Please. a good idea. I'm going to ask them if they. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to ask uh, the, the the people who are sending her there or going with her there. I should sure. say. Um, you know, are, are going to be doing that. But I don't need to close out uh, tonight. I do want to thank everyone, of course, for coming to the show. And, of course, I will be ending tonight as I do every night. And that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. Take care, folks. Thanks again, and good night. Thank you very much. Shalom. Good night. Mm-hmm.